Welcome to the Metalist, where we discuss our top five personal favorites. Yeah. Is that what you want to call it? We can all things metal, all things distorted guitars. If you dig it, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud. Don't forget, rate and review, like and subscribe, give us a follow, maybe give us a share. Now, you know what time it is? What time is it? I'm ready for some fucking God Hammered. The metal layer! 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 Sometimes they talk about other stuff. The metal layer! But mostly they talk about metal. The metal layer! But sometimes they talk about other stuff too, yeah. The metal layer! The metal layer! The metal layer! And now, your hosts, David Dilo Lopez and Jason Smith. This is The Metalist. Hello, and thanks for joining us, folks. Whenever you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this, it's The Metalist Podcast. I'm Dave. And I'm Jason. And we got a very special guest with us today. Would you like to introduce your son? Well, you just did, but... <laughs> I'm introducing your introduction, good sir. We have an actual 17-year-old on the podcast. More importantly, my 17-year-old, my mm-hmm. son. We call him Bones or Vines. His actual name is Romeo Smith. Romeo, thank you. Hello, I'm Romeo. That he is. I, and Vines is new to me. Where does that come from? <sighs> it's um, Deja's phone has been... They'll type in bones and okay. stuff, and I guess it's been doing vines now. So it comes from the same place we got bones. We would type in gnomes. Yeah, that's mm, my okay. other That's his name. nickname in Idaho. And we were typing in gnomes, and on our phones, it would just change it to bones all the time. So I was like, okay, we're just calling them bones. Nice. It's just easier. So I was like, okay. And then just like yesterday or the day before, <laughs> for some reason, I don't know what she typed in, but it changed it to vines. Yeah. I'm like, that's just hard to say. He's vines. still bones. Yeah, like I just so you got Siri to thank for your your uh, your nomers. I uh, slight tangent. I remember we went uh, my grandfather's funeral ten years ago, and they they kept bringing up this person Lynn in in the the eulogy from the pastor. We're like, who the hell is Lynn, dude? And then we realized that, that she screwed up my mom's name like a million times, Lisa. So it was supposed to be a, a very somber, tre- that's you know, not even close. Day. No, <laughs> like we're, we're just laughing the whole time because they kept calling my mom Lynn. Wow. So yeah, good times. Everybody throws their hands in the air. The fuck? Yeah, is everybody's that? looking at each other, just like. So yeah, whoops. Isn't that kind of how I got my middle name? Well, yeah. So his middle name's <laughs> Nanoi, and I was at my. So let's see. His mom was pregnant when we were in we were in California, while she was. I think it was when we first found out we we're pregnant, right? And we were kind of throwing out ideas for names and stuff. And we were at. I think we were at my grandpa's. Like, I think it was. I think it was my grandparents' like sixtieth anniversary. Impressive. And so they had like a big thing, you know. And it was like you know my grandpa's. You know he's fucking Filipino, like from the Philippines, like. And so there was all these, like, the, the old-timers, like, all the old-time Filipino guys, you know, and they're coming in. They all called him Nanoy. 
I was pretty sure his name wasn't really Jimmy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so I thought Nanoi was his real name. Like, I was like, all right, cool. Like, that's what I'm going to, you know, it's okay. Like, we're going to have, we had decided on Romeo. She talked me out of Jesus. <laughs> Not Jesus, Jesus. Nice. And it, it was, we were kind of throwing it up between like Jor-El and like Caesar. Nice. All right. And so there was Caesar, Romeo, Jorel, like, and her argument for Jesus was she's like, well, I mean, at the very least, it's a tough name to live up to. So I was like, all right, fine. And then I was like, okay, same with Jorel. Plus, everybody be weird with the hyphen. So I was like, whatever. That's um, Nicholas Cage. Apparently, <laughs> he's got his son Cal. So, oh, really? He yep. named his son Cal. Mm-hmm. That's sick. Yep. So, so then it was like, all right, like you know, okay, Romeo. And then, you know, middle name, Nanoi. And it's just because I, I mean, his last name's Smith, dude. Like, and I hated being Jason Smith because it's such a common name. So I was like, I got to give him something different up front. Fair enough. And then it was Nanoi. And I told my grandma, I'm going to name, you know, my, my son after grandpa. So she goes, what? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to name him Nanoi. And she's like, Nanoi. You know, my grandma's Filipino, just smart-ass New York, you know, Brooklyn accent. Like, she's just like, Nanoi. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, she laughs. And I was like, what? She's like, you're going to name your son Kid. And I was like, what? Nice. And I told her all the old timers were coming up. She goes, yeah, because he's the youngest out of all of them. They call him Kid. He's Nanoi. And I'm like, what the fuck's his real name? You know, and she's like, it's Ermignano. And I was like, I'm not naming my son Herman. And she goes, no, you shouldn't. (laughs) She goes, do not name your son Herman. Like, she's like, don't do it. She's like, no, Nanoi will be fine. Like, you know, everybody in our family knows Nanoi as my grandpa. Like, he was the kid, so. There you go. You uh, got a cool story out of it, too. And if you're joining us today, we're talking about a band from Ocala, Florida. Probably the band from Ocala, Florida, if we're really looking into the grand scheme of things. Formed in 2003, we're talking about a day to remember. Let's start off as we always do. Actually, let's go with you first, Romeo. What was I'll your the guest. first intro to A Day to Remember? Um, so I was telling him in the car yesterday, like, I don't know if I heard if it means a lot to you before this or not, because when I ended up listening to it later on in the road, it, it really sounded familiar to me. Mm, but okay. the first song I really remember hearing was, um, I was like oh, there's this band, A Day to Remember, like, they're popping up on the related artists and stuff of, like, falling in reverse and stuff like that. Right. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to start listening to them. And this is, like, seventh grade. And around this time, I did this weird thing where I had to listen to the albums, like, in the order that they came out. Okay. Why. But I was hey, like, no, that's I very, have yeah. to start with the first one. I don't do that anymore. I can't stand it. <laughs> but I was like, okay, I'll do the first one. And it's, um, their, and their name was Treason, mm-hmm. is the album. And I'm listening to it. And... I would listen to it while I was playing the playing Madden and I right. was like okay I would listen to the whole album and I'm like I didn't retain any of that cuz I was playing Madden and but one day I'm sitting here playing Madden I'm not listening to any music and all of a sudden I just just like this thing that's just stuck in my head and it's like what is this song and I'm going through and I was like I might be a day to remember and I'm like I've only listened to this album so I'll go listen to this and it was you should have killed me when you had the chance okay was the song and so that was like the first song I really went like oh okay okay and then i started listening to it and then that's and then it just flourished from there and it was like i was like all of a sudden they're all i'm listening to and then next thing you know they're my artist of the decade and stuff like that oh, there you so, go around seventh grade <laughs> nice. solid what how about you year was that 
That would have been like 2016. Yeah, because it was right before Bad Vibrations came out. Because at the beginning of eighth grade, Bad Vibrations came out. And I went and saw them. You weren't listening to them before that? Nope. <laughs> well, I mean, I bought you a shirt before that. Well, yeah. So that's the other thing is I remember you. I, I had the shirt. I didn't know it was banned. I just like, oh, a day to remember. It's like a phrase. You know, it sounds cool, right? And then I remember in sixth grade, Julian walking up to me. Um you know, Travis's son, and he just grabs me by the shoulders, and he goes, ew, no, don't ever listen to that band, and I just was like, <laughs> I had no idea what he was talking about, so I just looked him in the eyes, I was like, um, I don't, okay, and he just walked off, and I was like, okay, next thing you know, like, almost a year later, and I'm, like, listening to that band, and I'm like, man, I love this band, and there I was like, go. oh, this is what Julian was talking about, I was yeah. like, dude, this is awesome, what does he mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, don't listen to that guy. <laughs> oh, Wow. Uh, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, my first introduction to the band is fuck. I mean, okay. So first of all, I'm just gonna say like this one goes out to Romeo's stepdad, Jacob Jacob Rowe. As far as I could tell, for at least a while, it was like his favorite band. Or is it still is it still his favorite band? It's um so for Jacob, it's up there. But his favorite bands are the Used and Falling in Reverse, just because right. Um, but they're like things, but high level for him. Like, he's seen them, he's seen them live like six times. Oh, fuck, yeah, lucky. Uh, I know. <laughs> so then, so obviously to him, and then um, a trainer friend of mine, uh, Lincoln Marty. It's like one of his favorite bands, if not his favorite band, also. Like, and he's he's right up there with like I Prevail and you know that sort of thing. I didn't really listen. I, I'd seen the name. Not a lot though. I don't think I saw the name very much. It's just when I did see the name, I just always associated with, you know, the emo scene. And and when I was, when the emo scene was, like, in its fucking peak, man, I mean, I was about as anti-emo as you could fucking get, man. Like You're talking about, like, the heyday of, like, when MySpace was, yeah, like, the dude, Yeah, like, yeah. we're talking, like, when I was still in San Diego, so I mean, 2005, 2006, somewhere around there, and it was just, like, fucking, I was so against that whole thing. Uh, without ever actually listening to any of the, I think I'd heard like a couple of the used songs, like maybe on the radio. There was one song I remember hearing, it was the used, and I just didn't like it, and I was like, whatever. Mm. And so I just kind of associated with every every band like that. And I mean, at the time too, like I didn't like pop punk. I was totally against that. Like I was, you know, like a lot of metal guys now. Like it was just not even like elitist stuff. It was just like, yeah, I just don't like this stuff. Like, and so it's like just because you don't like the one band that you heard or whatever, you associate all the bands with it. And I never really fucking paid much attention to it. Like I would see, uh, you know, I mean, I was still getting like Revolver magazine and shit like that. And, you know, you'd see, you know, an ad for it or something. Or, but I never really saw, like, interviews. I had generally read the whole magazine. But, I mean, they never really had, like, even in the peak, they never really had, like, a lot of interviews with them. So it's like, whatever. Yeah. And then it wasn't until probably, let's see. So, let's see, I think it was when me and your mom split up. And I was dating this girl who was a lot younger and it was like one of her favorite bands, but I think she's even younger than like Jacob. So I mean, this—I mean, when they were coming up, I mean, she was probably like fairly young, probably like you, like seventh grade, sixth, you know, something like that. And I, you know what? I don't even think I actually—I think maybe she might have played songs when I was around, like she, because she listened to a lot of stuff I didn't listen to, like Rise Against and stuff like that. Like, and I was kind of like, 
like you were saying, it didn't really retain any of his, like, whatever. But then I remembered, like, uh, I remember we got you the shirt. I don't remember what I was fucking... I was looking up something specific on YouTube, and I guess... I, don't, I honestly don't remember what the fuck I was looking up, but I came across You Be, Ta- you'll, you be Tales, I'll Be Sonic... Great title, by the way. And it was a lyric video, like, and so I was like, "What the?" F-? I, in fact, I don't even think it was like a "What the fuck?" Because I mean, most of the time, dude, like, unless you know what Sonic the Hedgehog is, and in fact, the later games, mm. you'd no idea what the fuck that even means. Like, they do have some weird titles, man. Like, and so I, it, but it wasn't even like that. It was just a lyric video, but it was the lyrics. Like, I was sitting there listening to the song, and I was reading the lyrics. And then the fucking screaming. I was like, what the fuck? This is totally different than I thought it was going to be. Like, uh-huh. I fucking didn't think the band was going to be like that at all. Yeah. I was so surprised at how heavy it was. And I was like, whoa. That was the first song I heard. And I think the actually the second song I heard. Because I still didn't really, like, look them up or anything. and Because and, that was still, like, right. That was right when I was still on, like, uh, free Spotify. I was still using, like, Pandora this other fuck, I can't even remember what it's called, like Rebel Radio or something like that. What the fuck was that one? It was like a, it was like a Pandora fucking app or whatever. Yeah. But it had less ads. I was still kind of using those and Spotify also. And so I was still actually downloading music and I just didn't really bother to download any of it. It was just like whatever. And then I was on YouTube again. And I think it was like right around the time me and her, me and her were breaking up. And I don't know, what, again, I don't know what I was looking up. Like, was I typing in, like, sad songs or, like, breakup songs or something? I don't know what I was looking at. But I came across uh, If It Means A Lot To You. And fucking dude, like, I heard that song and I was just like, holy fuck. Like, this is an amazing fucking song. Little known to me that was, <laughs> I was stumbling upon something that was, like, already fucking huge. You know, it's it's like, oh, it's like fucking finding Pepsi for the first time in like (laughs) yesterday, you know, it's just weird. I was just like, wow, dude. Okay. So that's probably, you know, and I mean, at that point, that's when I really started to fucking, I was like, all right, I need to hear more of this stuff. And and it wasn't just the heaviness of the band. I mean, it was, it was, uh, a lot of it was, uh, his vocals, like he's a really good singer. So that's kind of what drew me to it. And at the time I was kind of like getting more lax on what I would let myself listen to. You know, years out of ba- years out of the band, it was like, oh, no, well, you know, because she listened to a lot of pop punk, too. You know, she was right at that age. So it was like, I'm hearing songs that are reminding me of, like, American Pie, the movie. And I was like, ah, you know, I should have given this stuff more of a chance. I mean, it's actually pretty decent stuff. I mean, it's, you know, hyper catchy and whatnot. And like, so I was giving more things a chance at the time, and that's why I started listening to them. Uh, what about you? Because I can imagine that you're right in the prime fucking age for essentially like <laughs> their fucking rise and peak. Yeah. Okay, so my first introduction to A Day to Remember. First of all, shout out one of my best friends in the whole world, Jimmy James Bohart. Go check out his music if you're into pop or as he calls it, neo soul, kind of that that whole realm of stuff, Bohart music. Uh, I remember him and I, because we had been in bands for years and years and we're working on stuff one summer, and he goes, Dave, have you heard that band A Day to Remember? And I was like, no. So he brings up, um, I don't remember, I th- okay, so no, it was uh, The Plot to Blow Up the Panhandle or whatever that song is. Plot to Bomb the Panhandle. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and he shows me the video with Ron Jeremy, 
And this was like when when hardcore dancing had finally reached the mainstream. And so everybody had their joke. Antagonist has a video where it's them as teachers teaching the little kids in a school assembly how to how to hardcore dance. And then so this one was Ron Jeremy in like a karate school teaching them. And like by that point, like, you know, hardcore dancing was everywhere. So shows me that and I was like, oh, that's an interesting mix of, you know, because like by that point, if you want to call it just not just like what metalcore had become, but like the scene, quote unquote, in general, was this mismatch of kind of what you would call emo and then like metal and hardcore style stuff. And this was almost kind of the apex of that where you had, it was equal parts, you know, they always cite Barrier Dead as an influence. And I would say, you know, that's very abundant, especially that era, Barrier Dead. In addition to your, what they would say, blinks and your newfound glories and stuff. And so it just made sense. Like that just, nobody had put it together quite like that. And I'd certainly heard not put together like that before. And then they also did, uh, he showed me the, oh man, what's her name? The American Idol? Because uh, they did Since You've Been Gone, but who's the... Who's Kelly the, Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, God. I forgot about... What's it? What's Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. Uh, what's like that fucking movie? Fucking choking over here. I'm a uh, 40-year-old virgin. Kelly Clarkson. I should have thought about that. But, like, like in the same go, I was like, oh, these guys are going to be something, man. And that was the thing, was they were opening for Silverstein, I think, at the time that year. Because this would have been summer of 2008. They were still on, um, for those who have heart, just before Homesick was about to come out, right? Uh, and I just remember they were, like, it might have not even been direct support, but it was they were opening for uh, Silverstein and Protest the Hero. So very 2008. And they just... That thing sold out, and it had to be because of them. Like, like Silverstein was big at that point, but it, they it, they weren't selling that Soma main stage for Silverstein. Mary, man. Yeah, and then from that point, they just kind of became one of the biggest bands in the world, man. I mean, it seemed like either a year or less than a year later, I went and saw them headline Soma main stage. And uh, whatever the first two bands, it was, it was direct support was Parkway. And, like, imagine that lineup in 2009 when nice. Parkway's still on Horizons and uh, the tail end of Horizons and the day to remember. <laughs> That'd be sick. Yeah, it was it was fantastic, dude. Like, like that was... And, like, that's when Soma Main Stage, like, you know, they would they would bend the uh, the capacity a little to accommodate oh, more people. Oh, right, yeah. And if you've ever been to someone main stage, like they got that little rim where people are like, it's like watching a video of somebody like trying to climb a mountain and they're like having to like put the sides of their foot on the ridges along the side. Like people had to like stand on the ridges of these things on someone main stage. And I just remember walking out going, dude, it is the sheer amount of people in here is making it gross just because of how sweaty and, and you know, there is just ugh. from then on, they only played as far as I can remember. They, they played, um, like the sports arena, you know? So I, yeah, I'm surprised when they played here recently with Blink-182, man. They played Observatory. Yeah? I was really surprised that they didn't play, like... I don't... I mean, I don't think a lot of play, You know, a lot of bands go to sports arena much anymore. Mm. No, like, I mean, I think when I first checked out Homesick, like, the first thing that really fucking caught my attention was like, wow, is this, like, just the perfect band? Like, if you like fucking heavy shit and you like catchy melodic shit there's certain bands that will just do it for you and they're just perfect for what you're looking for and these guys are one of them you know it's almost a perfect blend of metalcore and fucking pop punk dude like it's like if fucking i don't know it's really weird it's like if 
Blink-182 fucking got punched in the face by Hatebreed and the blood dripped out onto a Kill Switch Engage shirt. Yeah, there you go. You know, that's like, that's, that's a great description. kind of what it fucking sounds like. I mean, yeah. you know, and then you top off, like, you know, McKinnon's vocals. Like, he's, like, I mean, there's a lot of guys that fucking sing really good, but they don't scream all that great, or they scream really great, but they don't sing all that all that good. And, like, mm-hmm. God damn, like, he is fucking awesome, dude. Oh, yeah. And I've, I've seen a lot, like, a lot of live footage, too, because, like, I've never seen him live. I want to, but fuck, now they're so big, I'm like, God damn it. Like, It'd if I go to see him live, it's going to have sure. to be a lot of fucking people. Yeah. Like, I wish I... I, I didn't know about the Blink-182 show, and I'd never been in the observatory, so I had no idea. Like, I wish I would have seen them there. And I, I hope, you know, when they you know when they come back to San Diego, they go to the observatory, because, like, that's a venue I would go see them in. Like, it's not overly large, you know, and it sounds really good in there, because, I mean, I'm kind of not really into, like, outdoor outdoor shows and stuff. Yeah. But, like, man, like... I've seen the live footage, like him as a front man is just mm-hmm. like fucking awesome. Oh, dude. Yeah. And then the other thing I really loved about them as far as like live footage I've seen, even stuff that Romeo has sent me, is like fucking the fun. They bring the fun yeah. to to heavy music. Big time. You know, and yeah. it's like they're not a light band that some that plays heavy shit and they're not a heavy band that plays light shit. They are a fucking middle fucking band. Like and they're great, dude. I mean, they're in my fucking top ten favorite bands of all time, like easily. And it's so weird for me because I, I've just, in fact, they weren't even on my radar enough to hate them. You know, I did. I didn't even hate the man. Like, it was just I just never paid any attention to like that whole entire fucking scene. Yeah, no, know? for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, back in its infancy, like around the time they would have got signed, it was a whole different ballgame. Yeah, I mean, it's just so weird because, like, they just, to me, it was just like they just came out of fucking nowhere, you know. And then I start posting songs from like Homesick, and I get all these fucking people like, "Fuck, man, it's like one of my favorite fucking albums," or, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm just like, "Whoa!" Like, you know, and it's all people that are you know like a little bit younger than me, like probably about ten years younger. It's like probably about that spot. So it's like, well, all right, like I get it now for sure. I, I mean. This was a hard list because I could have easily just picked the first five songs from fucking Homesick. Yeah, yeah. For you know, sure. like, I mean, to me, it's like that's, you know, if you're lucky, if you're a lucky band, you'll have one masterpiece album. The the ultra fucking lucky bands have, you know, several, yeah. you know, or multiple. But man, if you're just if you're just even a fucking lucky band, you have this one album that's just like the fucking definitive masterpiece. And for me, dude, Homesick is that fucking masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Every song on that fucking album is the shit, dude. It's so fucking good. Especially in a time now where it's kind of more about the singles or at least well, let's just get most of the album, you know, sounding sounding fucking good or whatever. Especially, I mean, especially if you're not in the death metal range realm um, or, you know, like, uh, you know, deathcore, death metal, where it's not that the songs are bad. It's just I think most people probably don't listen to it like song oriented as much where a day to remember is like because they have legit choruses and they have singing parts, you can understand the fucking words he's saying. You have to be able to if you're doing that kind of music, you have to be able to write a good song. Mm hmm. Absolutely. You know, and they fucking write really fucking good songs, like great songs. Yeah, you can't really say they're underrated, but I, I mean, I would say like for a lot of people listen to heavier stuff, they are underrated because they hear the catchiness and they're kind of like, eh, what the fuck? Yeah. 
And it's sure. just like, no, motherfucker. Like, listen to the whole thing. Like, there's plenty of bands that have, like, soft shit. I mean, I know dudes that listen to Opeth, you know, that probably don't like this band. And, and, and I'm like, why? And, I mean, they would easily say because, well, you know, it's pussy shit. And it's like, what if what the fuck you think Opeth's doing? Mm-hmm. You know, that shit's softer and it's not as catchy, you know? Yeah. So it really just comes down to, like, what you dig, I guess. I mean, yeah. some people really just do not like... I mean, some people don't like the punk sound at all. You know, then you have the pop punk sound, and it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it just tips it right over the fucking edge. Like, whoa. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, if that's not your thing, probably not the band for you. But, and for a long time, that wasn't my thing either. You know, and, and so for me, man, it really did just, like, come out of nowhere. It hit me like a ton of fucking bricks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, just a fucking, one of those big wrecking balls, just... Like Miley Cyrus shit. Oh my god, dude! Like, yeah, well, whatever. But yeah. <laughs> so, did how much how much juice did they get off that since you've been gone fucking cover? Because that's a really awesome cover. I mean, that must have been because that, that wasn't even an original a song on the original album, right? That was a re-release thing. Yeah, that was a re-release for for those who have heart. Yeah, and that's yeah. some straight victory shit right there, dude. Uh, and we're gonna get into that later. But we're, that was right at that time where it was like pop goes punk. Yeah, absolutely. All that stuff like was getting really big, so. So to me, it really made sense. In fact, did they do that for a Pop Goes Punk album? Oh, I don't, I don't think. And they is did. that what it got released to? I don't think they did. I think I it's remember. just part of that whole wave of victory because they also had a Trey you doing. Um, you give love a bad name. Yeah, by Bon Jovi as the as the uh, yeah. bonus track, and that was the thing. Like Roadrunner, when they did shit back in the day, it'd be like, okay, here's the album. All right, four months later, we're gonna make you buy the same album again if you want these bonus tracks. Yeah, um, but they were always like lesser tracks. Or like live tracks, mm-hmm. sometimes a demo, yeah. or some weird fucking dub mix or some shit. Yeah, it was always shit you didn't want. Yeah, whereas Victory, like <laughs> it would actually just put it out the same day, and you had the option of just buying it. Oh right, and other on. record labels did that too. But books. I also like that they well, I mean they weren't the only ones, but a lot of times, man, when it was a when it was a cover. I mean, because covers are fun. Like they're yeah. they're always fucking fun to hear a, a, a band's take on a. a a song that you may like, or a song that maybe you've never even fucking heard. Like, I'd never heard since you've been gone before. So I actually heard their version before I heard Kelly Clarkson's version. Interesting. And I I mean, I just thought it was one of their songs. I was like, fuck yeah, this song's fucking awesome. And then all of a sudden I'm like, it doesn't really sound like anything else they do. Like, not really. I mean, it does, but it doesn't. I, I think that's what it is. It works so well for what they do because, I mean, they are a band that, could fucking probably cover almost any pop song, and I think it would work because they're that catchy. Yeah, I mean, have, are you familiar with that band, Our Last Night, I think is their name, where that's oh, all they do? Yeah, dude, they yeah. did, um, oh, was it Humble by Kendrick Lamar? Really? Yeah, and you the, could hear the guitar, boom, 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 boom. No like, shit. That's wow. literally their whole they gimmick. Did, they did Old Town Road, too. Yeah. <laughs> What's Old Town Road? That's I keep the, seeing that name. Lil Nas X one, and it's like, um... I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't. It was wow. the longest okay. running song on the pop chart or whatever, and yeah, it really? only got dethroned recently. And I've still managed to go without hearing it. We're, we're old, dude. Yeah, like, I never heard there's it. There's a certain cutoff where it you just was, don't hear things. It was a hardcore meme. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's. Yeah, I keep seeing like all this stuff about it. So, yeah, and well, that's the thing. Like, YouTube opened up that gimmick. There's that fucking uh, Leo guy. That does all the fucking cover songs. Mm-hmm. That guy's awesome. Oh yeah, there's a grip of these dudes. And then like there's the, the ten second songs guy. Like yeah. he does like full versions of songs now. And I guess you can get his stuff off like aside from YouTube. Mm-hmm. It really, it, when I first listened to those Pop Goes Punk albums, 
or punk goes pop. And then it was like, there's some of it's like metal goes pop. Cause I'm like, I'm looking at these bands. I'm like, they're not punk bands. Mm-hmm. And then some of them, the, some of the newer ones, I'm like, this is just pop goes pop, dude. Like, yeah, I know. Absolutely. But, but when you hear like, you know, some of those bands doing some of those songs, like, and we'll have to, I mean, cause we'll, those will be heavy in our cover songs episodes that we do because they're great, dude. Like, and it's so cool hearing a, a younger person now. Like, I like to hear their take on like a really old tune. Mm-hmm. Like, I really love that. And I, I love hearing a guitar take on a heavy, like a non-guitar song. Yeah. Absolutely. I like, I always like that shit too. Like, um, we were just talking about I Prevail, you know, with, when they did Blank Space and stuff like that. Like, so good. Dude, it's amazing. <laughs> like, it's so cool. I mean, I even love the regular song, but like. Who's it by? Taylor Swift. Uh, Taylor Swift, yeah. Ooh, okay. So, I mean, it's just, there's there's so many, I mean, you know, I mean, we don't need to name them right now, but I mean. I wonder how much juice they got, you know, like a little bit of a boost from that. Or what? have you guys heard, I think it's off of, if you listen to, like, it's a, on Spotify, Secure to be, to, something, something. It's Killer a it's B-sides. on the Killer B-Sides. Yeah, yeah I, I've seen the cover, but I haven't yeah. listened to it. They have, think. that's, they have, since you've been gone on that, they have one of their own songs on there. I don't remember what it's called right now. And then they have a cover of um, Over My Head or Cable Car or something like that. It's one of those two. And it's like this song, it's like a pop song. I've I never I've never. I don't heard think I've ever heard that. Dude, Killer B sides. I don't listen, think I've ever heard that. Listen to their cover of "Over My Head." I think it's like in parentheses "Cable Car." It's on there. God, and I don't think I've ever seen that. Yeah, that one, dude. That is awesome. Who does the regular song? Uh, it's like the Fray or something. Oh, like that. okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's that a was super awesome. slow song, and Data Remember just pumps it up like eight levels, wow. dude, and it's really good. Yeah, I'll have to check that one out. That's cool. Like, yeah, I just always liked that. And they didn't they didn't do it to like get on the scene either. Cause that can really fuck you over. I mean it could it could boost you up, but it can also fuck your whole career. Think about all the new metal bands that, that was like a prerequisite after a certain Limp Biscuit. Well that they were the ones that started that. I mean but that then, worked for them. Yeah. But then you, you think know? of like Cole Chamber doing Shock the Monkey with Ozzy. Well yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, so that's the thing. Like it worked for Limp Biscuit. It worked for Marilyn Manson, but almost not in his favor because I know a lot of people, and I've seen a lot of posts and stuff about people with about Marilyn Manson. Everybody just likes the covers. That's why he does so many of them. Yeah, which is smart, you know. But I mean, because he has a very unique sound, so it's you know to do a cover like that. But like, yeah, it can really fucking it can really fuck your band over big time if everybody just you you have all this false hype because everybody likes okay what they it think seems they like, the like yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. likes your band but they might not because they like your version of someone else's song that they might already like that song mm-hmm. so literally anybody could have covered that song and they're going to like it yeah so it's not a real representation like of limp biscuit didn't change faith that much so and that was a huge song. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't you know a lot of people like that song? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like Mel Gibson and, loved it. You know, even with the "Since You've Been Gone" song, from everything I've read, like that song was a big fucking song. Yeah, you know, and I mean Kelly Clarkson, forget about it. I mean, even I knew who she was. I mean, I just never heard her stuff. Like, but I knew the name. So it's like, yeah, I mean, it really made sense. As far as the fun, dude, one of the coolest things I've ever seen, man. Just get on fucking YouTube, and I think it's like Big Day Out. In Australia, yeah, yeah. When McKinnon gets in the fucking goddamn ball, 
and oh, runs like, across the fucking crowd. Yeah. Oh my god, that's like the coolest thing. He's like a fucking hamster, dude, running across a fucking crowd of people, dude. Mm. All I could think of was like, I want to do that. <laughs> Even with no music playing. Just yeah, get a bunch yeah. of people together. I want to fucking do that shit. It just looked so much fucking fun. You know? Like, everything I've seen their stage shit just looks fun. You yeah. know? I mean, like, when I saw them 10 years ago, I thought that was like, whoa, these guys are stumbling on something big where they have, like, cartoon faces of themselves, but they have, like, the glow red Terminator eyes, and they have these, like, paper mache-ass trees or something like that. I can only imagine when they're doing, like, festival headliner shit, what that's like now, you know? He just um, saw them. Yeah, well, so... How long ago was that? It was October 16th. <laughs> oh, so, like, really recent. Yeah, okay. well, so, when we did it there, um, in you, uh, the USANA Amphitheater in Salt Lake City, it was, um... It was... They didn't have, like, a whole lot of, like, stuff for set, except for, like, um, they had this big platform that their drummer was on, and it was like a couple feet off and off of like the, the rest of the stage. And they would like, they have like ramps on either side. So they can go up and they can kind of like walk around and stuff. And then their drummer is just all on his own, like all high up and stuff. And then they have like this huge screen that was playing like, mm. um, that was playing all sorts of stuff. The way they um, opened and like when they came out was really cool to how they did it. But um, Jacob said that one time when he saw them, the whole stage was like if they were just playing in a garage. Hmm. Oh really? Yeah, that's it, cool. Like that's the way he sick. described it, yeah. it, it sounded awesome. And it's like, or dude, that'd be cool. Like you go to fucking start your show and like the garage door rolls yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's pretty much the opposite of what they did at this show. Okay. They they had this big old. They had like the whole like they had like a a banner, right in the front of the stage and stuff, and it's white and they're you know they're they got like music playing. I can't remember what it was. They had some music playing, and it's like they had a projector, so it was projecting the, the Phoenix logo on it from like the oh, back nice. and stuff. And then like the lights go out on the stage, everyone's freaking out. And then they started playing like the, like it's almost like it sounds like the, the do do do. No, okay, that's not it. Never mind, forget that. And it's like space sounding music. It's like really hype kind of. Hmm. It's. Is it fucking the, what do you call it? They, they had... Um, Space Odyssey? Yeah, they had the music. Because I had listened to something live on Spotify, and they opened up, like, they came out to... And then, like, you know, it's got the monkeys and the monolith, and then there's oh, a fetus uh, in space for some reason. Yeah, uh, I've never uh, seen that movie. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was that. And then all of a sudden, like, the projector starts going crazy. Like, the Is Phoenix. it Thus Spake the Zarathustra? Is that what it's called? Is that what it's called? I I'm pretty no sure it's what it's called. Keep going. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> and so, like, the Phoenix logo starts going into, like, it goes in, like, quadrants, and it's, like, going crazy. And then, like, and it goes away for a second, and all of a sudden, you just see, it, like, it pops up again, like, it flashes, and then all of a sudden, like, it goes away, and then it's just kind of like how the Ghost Inside did it at their show. It was, like, the lights on the back of them, so it's, mm -hmm. like, they're still wet in the, the thing, and all of a sudden, you hear, duh, 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 duh. Duh, ah, okay. duh, 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 duh. And then the second like the guitars kick in, dude, they drop it, and it was like it was really cool. Yeah. Um, but my favorite thing that they do that's like really fun. They didn't do it at this one, which kind of sucked, but they did it when I saw them the first time in Boise. They, they always do the toilet paper. Hmm. Interesting. They usually when I saw them, they did it with um, All Signs Point to Fort Lauderdale, and it's like it was it's so fun. Dude. It was, the song starts, and all of a sudden they start bringing out these tons of toilet paper rolls and they start hucking them into like the 
this crowd and stuff, and then everyone just continues to throw it. And at some point, I even got one, and I was like, yeah. And I just I hugged <laughs> nice. it across the across the um, the whole place, and it was like, it's like so fun. They always have the beach balls. And they always yeah. do that stuff, and it's. So, so the 2001 Space Odyssey theme is called also Sprak Zarathustra, usually translated as the Spake Zarathustra or the Spoke Zarathustra. The reason I know that is because the live Mudvayne album yeah. from LD50, mm-hmm. that's what they came out to. And yeah. the opening track on the album says the Spake the Spoke the Zarathustra. Yeah. I remember that was huge, dude, when that DVD came out. Back, back off, DVD. dude. That's, yeah. just, that's a hard shit to say. I know. That's, that's my problem <laughs> I'm not, I'm not it. saying it's like, that. why is it so Because <laughs> it's, fuck, what's his fucking face? Um, Nietzsche. Yeah, but who, who's the director? Oh, fucking uh, Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, of course he's going to have some weird shit like that. I've... And the, the guy that did the music is uh, Richard Strauss. Mm, Strauss. Good old Dick Strauss. Nice. Dick Strauss. But um, I guess I gotta watch that one day. So yeah, I've never seen them live. I've always wanted to solely because if it means a lot to you, I have to see the crowd doing the fucking la la shit at the fucking end of that. Dude. They play that live. I have to see that. Okay, I guess so they'd have to now. Play it live. So yeah, they, they did when I did. They fucking they were here playing with Blink One Eighty Two when Romeo was. Here. Were you here? Um, I can't remember. It was either right right. Before you had to leave, or right when after you left, right? And I remember we had, I think I said something to your mom, or Deja said something to your mom about, like, oh man, we really, like, we just found out the show was here, you know, and we can't go or whatever. So then I get on, on fucking Facebook, and Jacob has a live video. Now, I didn't see the first live video, so I just saw the second live video of you guys in the car. So he's, so all I see is like fucking you and Jacob in the car. And Jacob's talking about like going and getting your fucking shots. Oh yeah, this is He's like, like for the this is like for the first time I went. Yeah. Oh wait, yeah. So it wasn't the Blink One Eighty Two. Oh wait, well, yeah, it, it was. was still Blink One Eighty Two, but it wasn't yeah. with Lil Wayne. Right, oh, right. So, okay. so it's funny because like I just see this video and Jacob's all like talk about like okay, you know we got up early. I'm taking Romeo. He's got the day off from school. I'm taking him to get his last shots, man. He's like, finally, man, your last shots. And I'm watching this video going. You're like he doesn't have any more shots. Like, what the fuck are you talking well, I, about? I got some when I was like fourteen. <laughs> yeah, really? I got some when I was thirteen. I, mean, I, I thought it was when you were eleven. Anyway, <clears throat> it probably was when I was a kid. Back in my day, yeah, <clears throat> you're old. Okay, not boomer, <laughs> but like, so the fucking all of a sudden Jacob's like, you know, hey man, get in the glove box and and grab your shot record. And Romeo opens up the glove box and there's a note from his like a card from his mom says like, don't blink one eighty two. It was like. Like, don't blink 182 or else you're going to miss it because today's going to be... Um, or no, no it, was it was like, don't be an all-American reject because they're also playing yeah. there. And don't blink 182 because it's going to be a day to remember. Yeah, and it was his ticket. And I'm just like, oh my God, he's going to the fucking show. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> nice. And like, I already told him like I wanted to see that shit or whatever. Then I saw the fucking... The prior Facebook Live video where <laughs> Jacob's where he announces like, that he's yeah, he's actually up before like before they're in the car and he's telling everybody like, hey, I'm gonna surprise Romeo, so everybody watched the live video at this at this time, and I'm like, right. okay, like now it makes sense. And then Romeo starts sending me fucking videos and shit, and they played if it means a lot to you, and I was just like, motherfucker, man, like they, I have to see that live yeah. sometime. They always play it as an encore, um, right? 
they always they always finish and then they you know they leave for a second and come back with the acoustic guitar and jeremy mckinnon's playing it'd be so sick dude um and it's awesome when i saw them there like when they played it it was in at the time it was Taco Bell Arena, it's something different now. It's where um, Boise State's Yeah, I was going to say, that was in plays. Boise, right? You guys yeah. didn't go to Salt Lake. And so it's like a pretty decently sized like stadium and stuff. And it was like, it was crazy, dude. It was like all the flashlights slash, you know, like... The, oh, the, the phone, the, the phone screens or whatever. that were there, but everyone's using their flashlight. <laughs> yeah, no one has and lighters anymore. It's like everyone's doing their different flashlight. Time. And it was like, it's awesome. And I'm sad I didn't get to see it when I saw them in October. Cause... Oh, they... They didn't play it? No, because it was an encore. Because we had to Oh, yeah, and you guys had to bail. Yeah. That's right. Which sucked. But they also played the plot to bomb the panhandle as a... That's uh, what they nice. closed with when I saw them 10 years ago. Yeah. But that but um, that yeah. other song hadn't blown up quite the same way yet. Dude, when I first saw them, I hadn't heard that song yet. I just hadn't heard Oh, it. really? Yeah, I didn't listen for those who have heart, really, all that much. And then, dude, they closed with that song, and I just... Never heard it once. I'm jamming out to it, and I just on the way back, I was like, "Yo, Jacob, what was that song? <laughs> what song was we that? Need to, we need to find that song." He's like, I, "I don't remember the name of it. I know it's on this album, though." He's looking to find it, and it's just like, "Oh my god, it was so awesome, dude." Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, man, that's a fucking good one. I also saw this thing. It's like imagine being a kid nowadays, and like the first day to remember song you hear is their collaboration with Marshmallow, and then you hear Second Sucks. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Most deaf, dude. I, I was reading. But they're that, that kind night. of a band where it's no, like, absolutely. yeah, if you hear the wrong song, or if you hear like End of Me, which is an honorable mention for me, it's like super fucking mellow, like almost like a fucking. I mean, I guess it's a love song, but. You know, yeah, you hear something like that, and then you hear, you know, like any number of their fucking songs where there's like almost no singing on it at all, you know, because they do have those songs mm-hmm. where there's no singing. It, it, it probably just fucking, you know, it might turn you off a little bit, man, or, or, you know, vice versa. But I mean, I think there's less of those songs like End of Me than there is Second Sucks. I mean, they definitely, you know, they have the catchy stuff, but they don't have a whole lot of songs that are like mellow all the way through. That is true. Yeah, it's you know? there's it's usually right in the middle. Or right? something like I Surrender, you know, where it's just a blatant um, like, you know, radio loves I guess it's not is that even a love song? I mean, this is really hard to tell because they have a lot of songs that look that you know, on the outside it seems like a love song. Yeah. But when you really start looking at it, you're like, Wow, they're just they're they're just it's they're homesick. They're being they're, you know, they're on yeah. tour and they write a lot of those songs of like I miss my family, I miss Mm -hmm. my friends, I miss my girl, I miss whatever, you know, and they have a lot of those songs, and, you know, when you really look back, man, through, like, all throughout uh, history, there's a lot of those songs, because touring is very difficult to do, because you are away from a lot of people, and you mean so much to fucking people that probably don't, I mean, not saying the fans don't mean anything, but they don't mean as much as your fucking family no, or your loved ones yeah. and stuff. And it's like, but at the same time, it's your job. Yeah, it's just thinking about that, you know, that it's carrying on the, the tradition of Molly Crew, Home Sweet Home. Yeah, dude, exactly. Yeah, that or, was a uh, huge one of those songs. Yeah, or Bob Seger, Turn the Page. It's like it's been there yeah. since the beginning. Yeah. And they just kind of translated for every generation coming up. You yep, know? There's, lots of, there's lots of those songs, man, and I totally fucking get it, man, because, you know, being in a band and it's like, it's so important, you know, it's like one of the reasons why I wanted to, you know, one of the reasons why I kind of like lost desire to play in a band was because... You know, my daughter was getting older, 
And, you know, her mom would say stuff like, you know, oh, remember when this or remember when that. And I was like, no, I don't remember that. Like, I mean, I was gone a lot. I mean, I wasn't touring, but I mean, I was gone all the time. I was at band practice or I was like, you know, supporting other bands, you know, and shit like that. And it was like, you know, when, when, you know, it's like Romeo was getting a little bit older and I was like, you know, I don't want to make that same thing. Mm -hmm. I want to be around more. And a lot of it was because it kind of hit me. I'm like, you know, the same 30 people that show up to every fucking show, like, as much as I love that they show up to the show, I mean, that's not, I mean, this is my fucking son, dude. Yeah. You know, it's my daughter. It's my family. Like, so it was like that as much as I love that, that's not the same fucking thing. And then top it all off, I wasn't even getting paid. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, (laughs) whoa, fuck dude. Like, forget about it. Like, and it was just like, you know, yeah, you gotta, you gotta make that fucking choice or whatever. And it's, it's the same as like, you know, a fucking, I don't know, I guess like a CEO that just works crazy hours and he's always away from you know, his family, same kind of deal. Like that, anybody that's, that works away from family, you know, can probably get into this band. They're, they're hyper relatable. I mean, that's why the emo scene worked was because it's so relatable to a lot of people. I mean, you know, I don't give a fuck who you've dated or fucking, you know, like whatever, like most people have at very least had an infatuation that didn't work out to some degree. You know, and it's just like, fuck, you listen to almost any of the fucking bands associated with the emo scene. That was such a huge part of that fucking music, mm-hmm. you know, and and the lyrics and stuff. And it's like, yeah, like I fucking totally get that shit. Like everybody has been there before. And now there's this band that's there right there with you. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, what's interesting thinking about that is like so much of the world has moved away from all that. Just like. Like, like, it just seems like there's been such a shift in the last 15 years. Like, everybody's sick of talking about, yeah, we've all had our hearts broken, but life goes on kind of thing. So, like, in addition to that, because that definitely was part of their sound when they started out, but it's like, okay, what happens when you get older and now you got a family? You're having to worry about making money for them. You're having to deal with other stuff, you know, people getting older. And so you're seeing all these bands transition and starting to sing about that now instead, too. And to, like, see, they've made a perfect transition as far as that goes. Granted, I didn't really pay attention to the lyrics on that last one that much. Um, Same. I, I don't listen to that one as much. Yeah. And you know what? I gotta, I do got to shout out Chad Gilbert, man, because, like, when they do it, they were already on a great trajectory. But when he made those three albums with them, dude, it was a match made in heaven. They said they went with him because they wanted somebody with a foot obviously in the pop punk world because he comes from New Fan Glory and he's produced stuff for all these other bands, but they also wanted somebody with a foot like them in the hardcore and metalcore world where he produced albums by Terror, he produced stuff by Alpha and Omega, and he was the old singer of Shy Halud. So naturally, I got to big up that. <laughs> um, but like when they, when the three of them got, or not three of them, but when they got together for those three records, dude, it was it was a whole new ball game, and he really harnessed that power and obvious and he you know jeremy said he had some input on that too and he became a big producer in his own right and as much as i appreciate what they were going for in bad vibrations and bill stevenson and jason livermore awesome producers man they do you know they did some seminal records with propagandi comeback kid fucking rise against all these other bands in addition to his own stuff there's something a little lacking from those chad gilbert records i think Dude, there's an energy level that's not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, it's mostly with his vocals. He's not as inflectiony 
You know, it's a little more fucking mono, like not monotone, but like more. His the range he's using on that album is a little bit smaller. Now I haven't yeah. heard it a ton. You know, if you feel different, man, hit me up. Like, you know, give me a fucking track to listen to. I guess. I mean, I I've obviously I've heard Paranoia like a bunch because I mean that was the first one they released. I was like listening to that, mm-hmm. like waiting for it to come out. But it was like one of those things where it's like you're really waiting for it to come out. You listen to it. And you almost, it's not like you don't want to ever hear it again. It's just you just don't really listen to it again because, I mean, yeah, it's also the day we live in. If it doesn't really fucking get you, you have all this other stuff to listen to. And yeah. very, you know, and your your time is more limited, you know, so maybe that's some of it. Yeah. But there's an energy there that I thought musically it's kind of there. It's just vocally it's not quite there. But I also know, like, dude's busy. He's like a fucking awesome producer dude mm-hmm. um you know what i mean seems to me like he does most of the press and stuff and oh yeah and i mean he it, i don't know if it's if if he's like the the head honcho behind it but i mean they have their own fucking festival mm-hmm. that's it's amazing to hear so so what i heard was and this is brilliant on their part was the idea that uh soundwave when soundwave i think it was was a thing and the big festival in australia most of these bands had to go through Ontario because that was the last stop on the way to Australia. And he's like, if we just have all these bands already here, why not have a little thing when they get back here, starting in San Bernardino while they're all together? And that's how that whole thing started. And now they do it nationwide. I'd like to do that one of these days. But like, and then then that's the thing too, is you got like, it's the mix of exactly what they are with the poppier bands and the heavier bands. Yeah, Yeah, that's sick, man. I mean, there's not a lot of bands that do that. I mean... And they're one of the bigger bands. Like, don't get it fucking twisted, man. It's not just fucking Slipknot Metallica. Mm-hmm. I mean, or Tool, I guess. Now they're fucking a thing again. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, dude. Like, they are one of the fucking top bands that plays, you know, heavy metal, mm-hmm. hard rock, whatever. Like, guitar-driven fucking music. They're one of the top bands right now. Like, Yeah, with huge. little to no radio support at all. Just like Pantera back in the well, day. Well, that's the thing. Like, there's it's, it's it's so weird to me because it's like when I was driving for Uber, man, like, they were something I put on because, to me, like, I don't listen to this band for, like, the heaviness, mm-hmm. right? Because, I mean, I listen to all kinds. Most of what I listen to is fucking heavy as fuck. Like, I listen to this band for the catchiness. This is my version of what radio shit should be like. Yeah. And I'm putting it in my fucking Uber and shit. <laughs> And it's literally anytime he's not singing, people are like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, people are getting freaked out. I'm like, whoa, dude, like, all righty, man. I guess it's Calm just down. too fucking heavy for everybody else. But I'm just, you know, to me, it's like yeah. fucking perfect oh, yeah. radio music. I'm yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, that's dude, perspective like, is just like, yeah. you know, how desensitized we get to it, right? But, you know, Joe Schlow off the street, it's a whole different ballgame, Yeah, right? dude, I mean, it's so it's like, yeah, they are... I mean, I would almost say, like, it's because especially, like, the heavy parts, man, like, it is mm-hmm. too heavy for the radio, like... Because he does scream differently than, like, even Slipknot does. Yeah. You know, sure. I mean, and I mean, granted, like, every once in a while, I'm sure, like, Lamb of God just played Killswitch Engage and stuff like that. But a lot of times, man, it's the songs they don't really scream, or they're not screaming as, as intensely, mm-hmm. where he's, like, I mean, he's, like, a, a fucking hardcore fucking scream, man. Like Yeah, even some of the stuff on those first couple albums is, like, growling shit, dude. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. That first album. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting to think, like, like going back to what you were saying, it is almost kind of like, like for the most part, obviously, like you said, second sucks. Like, like they, they straight up said, hey, this is a throwdown song from back in the right. day. You know what I mean? Dude, but like, that song live. 
Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> I yeah, but like everything else, you know, and then, and some of these songs like this will come up on my list where it is like a poppier song, but the instrumentation's heavier. You like like what they're doing is something that a lot of people could do, right? Like like musically, it's not about that. It's about the songwriting craft that goes into right, that. Right, right. You know what I mean? And like like that mix, it's almost kind of like what made Kill Switch special back in the day, especially in those choruses. Adam D, which also shout out for mixing Homesick, which is also why it's the best sounding. You know, a part of the whole thing was like those choruses came from the verses and the and the intros and stuff came from your basic metal and hardcore. It wasn't anything nobody was, else was doing. It was those choruses where he was said it was coming from pop music. And it's like absolutely like if you just had different instrumentation, this could be like a perfect pop song. Right. Yeah. But oh it's yeah. that heavy thing in the background that's elevating it to the whole this whole new thing. And to a degree, that's not, I don't know about an evolution, but it's another thing that made A Day to Remember so special in the first place. Yeah. Because I tell you what, man, after this, and everybody said this too, but I never noticed it on a mainstream level. But after this, everybody's just like, oh my God, everybody's trying to sound like A Day to Remember now. And I'm like... After what album? After Homesick, when they like... And if oh, not right, right. That, definitely... Um, I mean, that kind of set it, the fucking bar, though. I it mean, did, it did. But, but like... Was... was it's not common courtesy. It's the other God, one. I can't believe none of us. <laughs> For fuck's sakes, man! Oh. Let me look it up. Which one are you guys? Oh, uh, separates me from you. Yes, thank you. Wait, wow. <laughs> I was confused. I didn't even know <laughs> what you guys were talking about. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to figure it out. Yeah, but like oh, after that, you know, like that's hourglass. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I always called it. Yeah, man. <laughs> and it's got the weird packaging. Um, well, because so many of their stuff, like the names, they're one of those bands. They, they, you know, because they were coming up in that time too. Their names have nothing to do with no, anything sure. in the fucking song. Like, the, that's why I appreciate Common Courtesy because it's an alliteration and the fucking cover has yeah, CC has on it CC, so you can yeah. remember it, right? <laughs> but, um, but like, I don't know about on the mainstream level, like, and there must be something I'm just not paying attention to. But, like, like, here I know for sure in the San Diego local scene, there is a wave of bands influenced by that. Like, dudes, and shout out all the friends here, cut your losses. Turn it around. Uh, it all starts here. Yes, I'm bringing up your sordid pasts. You're, you're welcome, friends. Because they all went on. Because that was the thing. When that, like, kind of got played out, they all went into other stuff, whether it be harder, you know, hardcore bands or just going back to straight pop punk. But, like, when that first became a thing, nobody was really doing it, so it became the big wave thing. And to that point, I say it's a testament that they're still around doing that, but they've also kind of evolved that sound, too. I mean... Well, you know what I like is like they haven't. They're one of the bands in that arena that haven't gone full Bring Me the Horizon mm-hmm. because I listened to now I can't remember the name of the song Resentment. Sweet. Okay, and we were listening to it yesterday or the day before, whatever. And I was listening to it. I was like, wow, like it does have a little bit of that vibe, you know. But you listen to Degenerates and it doesn't. Yeah, it's a different. They're the kind of band that can take. They're the kind of band that can take what's really popular right now, work a little bit of that sound into, maybe a part of a song, maybe a full song, maybe a couple songs, but not have it permeate their whole sound. Mm -hmm. In that regard, they're like those fucking seventies bands and those fucking sixties guys that worked in what was popular at the time without losing their fucking sound. Yeah. You know, because a lot of people, they can't. Like, they, as soon as the new thing is out, it's almost like they have to make a decision. Are we going to keep doing what we're doing? Are we going to fully fucking change our sound? And Mm -hmm. you end up fully changing your fucking sound 
because they don't I don't know if it's just like they just don't know how to like do part of it. Yeah. They don't know how to incorporate it. They just fully fucking assimilate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and they don't they don't incorporate elements. You know what I mean? Like and and that's what a day to remember is so fucking good about doing because that's what they did in the first place. They took mm-hmm. elements of metalcore with elements of pop punk. Mm-hmm. You know, and and elements of radio you know, AO, AOR, all right. You yeah. know, but they took elements from that and made, like, this great band. Like, and they, that's why, I, to me, it's like they'll probably never go full, you know, Bring Me the Horizon. But you might hear parts of, you know, parts of that bleeding into some of their fucking songs. Yeah, and I mean, they're, they're pushing the envelope without completely, like, you know, throwing it away. Yeah, so exactly. Speak, right? Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know. I also like that, for the most part, it's pretty much the same band as when they started mm-hmm. three out of five that's pretty you know, good i mean man. success helps that but like yeah yeah and the original guitar the other original guitar player tom is still heavily involved in the writing even though apparently that's why he quit like he was gone by the time i saw him live but it like just happened uh but he still he uh he still helps with the writing and plays on some of the stuff too so that's an awesome way to see things you know uh there were stories about the drummer like the drummer's been there since 2006 he's practically an original member at that point but that was the trip, yeah. I guess, was like they needed a guy on three days' notice, apparently. And he was only 15 at the time, so he had to get permission from his mom to go on <laughs> oh tour. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, that's crazy to think, dude. Like, like you know, Jeremy's the same age as me. Like, he would have started that band right out of high school, if not right before that right. or whatever, right? So it's, it's cool to see that you have more than half of the same original guys that you start with. That's that's a rarity All now, friends man. from, like, this this town, like yeah. which is relatively, I guess, a small town. But Yeah. So... It, I, I was just going to rattle off a couple of fucking honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know, UB Tales, I'll be Sonic. It's crazy. Like, if you've ever broken up with anybody or been broken up with, like, Jesus, dude. Like, that's a breakup song and a half. Mm-hmm. But it's also not, like, a fucking triumphant breakup song either. <laughs> yeah, it's no, almost sure. like a I'm broken because of you breakup song, which pretty indicative of that whole fucking scene. You know, they weren't necessarily the rise up fucking people. You know, they were kind of that fucking like, oh my God, I'm so broken type fucking things, which honestly, like that kind of turned me off when I, you know, when I first, when that first came around, I was just like, God damn, like, come on, dude. Like, mm-hmm. not like I was in the super positive, like pump up shit, but it's like, Jesus, dude. It gets to be a little much after a while, even if it is yeah. relatable. But I mean, I already said in end of me and, and dude, I surrender. Like that's a fucking, I mean, you can listen to I surrender. It's almost like a fucking Eagle song. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what it reminds me of. Probably because the acoustics and stuff, right? You know, it's predominantly acoustic. But like, it reminds me of something that e- the Eagles would do, as one of those bands that would just kind of throw this different type of song on an album. You know, like and all kinds of different songs on an album. Uh, same kind of deal. Like, and and they were you know a great band in their own right. Mm-hmm. Um, Have faith in me. Mm, okay. I mean that's a I always like that one dude like I really like the the cadence on the chorus. Yeah, no, you know. Like I like the flow of that dude with the up and the down or whatever. I think I personally underrate that one is the problem, but it is awesome. And then obviously if it means a lot to you, like I mean fuck, man. You know, it didn't make my list just because I have to be in a certain mood to listen to it. No, for sure. I Dude, it, it crosses over insanely. Even if you don't like the rest of that catalog, like that's just, that's one that just yeah, we're gonna get to it. It's it's yeah, dude, it's got like, great yeah, numbers. It's I mean, you know? fuck, it's a it's one of. I mean, if you're talking about like just fucking like all time fucking great songs throughout whatever, 
it's in there. It's with, it's with all of the other ones. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and not saying that they only have the one, but again, if you're a band that even gets one of those in there, you just, if, if you can get one of your songs in there, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, that's amazing. And I mean, it definitely would be. You could play that alongside, you know, any of the great songs through time and it would work totally fucking fine, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I mean, everybody, if you haven't already, you know, because I mean, I, I, especially if you're my age, I mean, I know a lot of people my age probably never heard this fucking band. Or, you know, they'll, they'll see the fucking name of the book. Like, what the fuck band is that? Like, mm-hmm. I don't even Isn't know if I want to listen to that movie? episode. Yeah. You know, like whatever, like yeah. listen to it, check it out. It's a good fucking jam. What's some honorable mentions on your guys's? And I did, I just, again, this is a band. I mean, like I said, they're in my top 10 favorite bands of all time. Like I, it's one of those things where it's like I really have to like regulate my fucking honorable mentions, or I could just sit here and oh, like no. fucking talk about every song yeah, they've same. done. Absolutely, but <laughs> you know, definitely. So for me, my honorable mentions are basically just like my other top five, kind of um, nice. Just because I, I very the rest, hard... of, the rest of your top ten. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to like whittle it down, kind of for me. So um, mine, I also have UB Tells, I'll be Sonic, and if it means a lot to you on it. UB Tells Obi Sonic is just awesome. Just the way it starts, it just boom hits you right in the face. It's like, oh, yeah, and it's okay. a fucking gnarly guitar Like, it's crazy, dude. I'm like, yeah, when I first heard that, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so <laughs> unexpected, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, this, this next one is a song that I, when I, the first like bunch of times I heard it, I, I swear to God, this was the only song of day to remember at the time i did not like it has since changed a lot <laughs> um partially i mean it, it started to change before i saw him live in october but then i then they played this song and it just it really just pushed me over the edge like okay this is one of their best songs it's mr highways thinking about the end oh Ooh, dude okay. yes yeah yeah dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. that one song, almost made my list yeah dude <laughs> you have the beginning like the Wake up, boom, mm-hmm. like yeah. it into it. And then you have the breakdown in the middle, in the middle where it's like, disrespect your surroundings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. The disrespect your dude, surroundings. Like, that, it became a meme, dude. It's straight yeah. up. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Like, that's the one with like the, it's like the duck or something, right? And it's like, it just. Well, that's one of them. There's, there's a ton of them. There's the one with the seagull. There's, there's, oh, yeah. there's a grip of them. <laughs> you know, there's pictures and gifts. And that was just something like that we got bandied about. Years ago, like every somebody would randomly just go disrespect your surroundings and then just start couch moshing or whatever, you know, like like it's a it's a so, thing. Yeah, the speaking in tongues. Yeah, it's crazy to think it's not a single, right? Like it's like it just got really popular. Yeah, fuck, dude, the singing on it, like the chorus on it, is just like ridiculous. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they do still play that live? Yes, good. Um, glad to hear. You didn't you. like this one? Not at first. I don't wow. know. I think it That's was. I think it was the when we ever like for some reason it just hit me weird. I don't know. Yeah. But now, dude, I really like I can it. See um, that. Dude, the disrespect your surroundings part live is absolute insane. Oh yeah. It's just oh, dude, everyone for sure. is going <laughs> ham on it. They literally dude. do what he just said. It's <laughs> like it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I also have second sucks. Nice major honorables. I've, Hell yeah. I've seen live twice now, and the second time did not suck. Um, <laughs> it was very awesome. Well phrased. Um, I remember the first time. <laughs> the first time I heard him, I didn't know. I thought so. It's the part where it's like it says, you know, get the fuck over it. I thought it was just get the fuck over. 
for a long time. I never heard that it right at the end. Oh, I guess I never did either. I thought that was a Mortal Kombat thing. I man. never Mortal Kombat because uh, Scorpion when Dude. he hits you with the the spear, he goes get over here. Oh yeah, okay, uh, okay. So okay. I never okay. heard that part, and we're in Boise and we're doing it, and they're playing this song, and I. This was one of those songs that like I knew, but like I didn't like I didn't know, you know. Right. So I'm jamming out to it, and all of a sudden like they do that part, and they just go completely silent. It's all the crowd, dude. And all of a sudden they just go, "Get the fuck over!" And that's where I stopped. And all of a sudden I hear it, like everyone else <laughs> say it, and yeah. I just was like, oh, "Oh, I didn't know yeah. that." So this time, for the second time, when I saw him in Salt Lake, I have a video of it, and it's awesome, dude. This time I knew it. I was prepared. Nice. Hearing everyone just yell that at the same time, it's like it's awesome. Super I don't think heavy. I've listened to it that much, but I mean that's one of those songs where it's like I know that's just one of the heavy all the way through, and I don't. It's not that I don't like those songs. I just don't really listen to this band for yeah. that. No, same, same for sure. I could see that being. I guess I like Deftones in that range where it's like their heavy stuff's fine. Like yeah. it's it's good. Like I mean um, they're definitely heavier, but RX Queen. But or you don't really listen is. to it for that. Like yeah. or you're taught you're thinking like Elite. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's not why I listen to the band. So it's like I tend to, unless I'm like really in like a day where I'm just going to like listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I tend to like fucking just, or like you know, when I make a playlist, I tend to not put some of those songs in. I Sometimes even I'll forget like that they have songs like that, man, where it's just heavy yeah. the whole fucking way through and you're like, fuck. Well, that's the trip on, on that album is it's like there's just two songs like that, right? And then the rest is a lot more consistent. Yeah, um, yeah, sticks and bricks and second sucks. Yeah, they did sticks and bricks. They did that one live too. And really? Yeah. Wow. As they said, they said it was that one, sticks and bricks, and better off this way. They played those two songs, and they said they don't usually play them live. It was just like they're just oh, they're like, yeah. YOLO. We're doing it basically. And I mean, I could I could see like. Yeah, I mean, I guess because it seems weird that they would play second sucks or sticks by uh, sticks and bricks, but at the same time, it's like. If you just want to throw a fucking banger in there just to have one, yeah, yeah, I mean that, and that's the cool thing. I mean, they they can just be like, yeah, we're just here. Here's here's your fucking chance to just kick the shit out of the guy standing next to you, like yeah. whatever. Not to mention break it up a little if you're trying to. So that's the thing too, though. Like they, I, I remember Joss is saying something like they had a real issue, dude, when they were fucking first coming up, man, where they were having like a problem at their shows because they had. These pop punk kids and the and the girls and everybody that and the the kids that wanted, you know the the catchy chorus the radio style stuff, and they also had like the fucking hardcore fucking guys there that mm-hmm. are there to you know kick ass and fucking take names and yeah and they were having a real fucking problem. Oh, I could see that you know? being a big problem early on. Oh I mean, fuck yeah! I mean now it's like okay. I mean those those. The kids that are there to fucking really get down, they got to know that it's like, okay, there's also going to be people here that aren't here to do that. Yeah. And, and so, it, yeah, they probably fucking chill now. But, like, fuck, man, I, I could only imagine back in the day. Because I saw that shit at Kill Switch Engage shows. Oh, yeah, Whereas, like, people that were there for all the pretty choruses and yeah. stuff. You there know, was and, a much less version of that, but it was still a thing right before they would have shown up. You know what I mean? And back yeah, right yeah. before they were brand new. But, but you know... Yeah, they've. It, it's not been a thing longer than it hasn't, you know, or yeah. than it was. I should say. Like, by the time I would have seen them when they got to Selma, it was already a big room. So like, there was plenty of room where you know. So to imagine like playing the smaller clubs in Florida, around Florida, whatever. Like when that was first becoming a thing, must have been. Oh fuck! Wild. I bet, yeah, dude. Like, forget <laughs> about it. Yeah, dude. Ugh. Um, uh, you still got a few more? Yeah, I just got one more. Sick. It's the danger in starting a fire, off of for those who have heart. 
is it's really good it's a pretty it's pretty heavy but it's also like kind of there's i think there's like i think it's a chorus it's pretty i can't think of this is one that i always like i really like it but i can never really think of how it goes except for one part which is like the one where if like if you look up like a day to remember tattoos it's either the phoenix logo or it's one of the lines from this song and it's i will never falter i'll stand my ground that part is right okay now i know it's okay yeah, 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 i okay. will never falter I'll stand my ground. Yeah. And it's like, it's, that's like at the end of the song, I think. And it's, it's a pretty See, that's song. an album I don't listen to much either, which is weird, but I don't listen to it all that often. Yeah, the thing for me about that is, because that's what was out when I first got into them. And again, Homesick was right around the corner. So as soon as that came out, that took precedence. But the thing about, and actually I'll go backwards. I'll say Homesick is like each... Some songs sound similar to one another, but like each song has kind of an uh, an identity to it, you know. Whereas for the most part, for those who have heart, it's like all kind of the same song with different variations on it. Like each album's got a different flow, and then like we were saying with, uh, I'm still calling it Hourglass. Um, <laughs> it's again, it's got like everything's pretty consistent, and then you got those two heavier ones at the very beginning, and then in the middle, and then Common Courtesy after that. Each one's it's got each one has a different flow. It's not. It's not the same that way, and I appreciate that. But for those who have heart for that reason, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of the same, which is still good, but, like, it's not it's not quite as varied as everything that came after it. Yeah. Having said that, I do like the songs off of that that I like a lot, which I guess I can roll into my honorable mention. Yeah, I was saying, nothing, nothing from there made my list, man, which I was really surprised. I But, well, I wasn't really surprised. It's just nothing, nothing from... For those who have heart, made my list, and it's it's just again, it's like I just don't listen to it as much. I do listen to it more than uh, vi- bad vibrations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Still, I don't, I don't know what my issue is with that album. Well, you know what? I didn't. It, it didn't occur to me as I talked about how essential a part Chad Gilbert was. It's like, yeah, you get used to that production for three albums, and then like again, I love Bill Stevenson and Jason Livermore as producers. I think that what they do is great. It's just for that band. It's a little weird to hear, or you know, production that was a little more organic. Like in theory, that's awesome. But right, like, right, yeah, because there's definitely that too. Yeah, um, but those Chad albums, even the one before that, I don't know this dude, but apparently they recorded at Zing Studios in Mass, which is where Adam D produced before yeah. he came out here. So like, there's the production's a little more consistent with that. Oh man, we didn't even get into that lawsuit. What with, lawsuit? With victory. Yeah. Oh, well, fuck, that's, a, that's literally everybody. Oh, yeah, everybody yeah, yeah, that's yeah. ever been on Victory's got yeah, a fucking but like, lawsuit with they them. they were the biggest ones, and they yeah, won. They, yeah, they were the biggest one, and um, they did win, yeah. But, like, that whole thing about the first record being re-recorded, otherwise he was going to, quote, end their career or whatever. Yeah. Like, that record, that, there's some good stuff on that first record, and to think that, like, they both, both versions sound shitty, but for different reasons... The first one, what was the name of it? Like the actual name, the first one? Treason. And their name was Treason. Yeah, and then they re-recorded it as old record, which is a total victory move. The the first version sounds shitty because they only had like so much money and like production was hard to come by back then. And then the second version sounded shitty because they only had two days to re-record it. So like, so I do want to shout that out because there is some fun stuff on there, especially that first song that I can't remember the name of. Yeah, that's like a lot of bands, man. I I just don't really ever listen to a lot of the first stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, it's Well, I mean, especially from back, I guess from back then when, you know, a lot of the first albums don't really sound that great, man. Like, 
But that first song got re or has been recorded three times. It's kind of funny really? to think. And the best version, in my opinion, is the re-re-recording they did for the bonus tracks on for those who have hard because they clearly had time to do it. And uh, which one is it? Is it Heartless? Yes. Is Heartless the first yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's the one. So actually, this wasn't even on my list, but shout out that because. He is getting growly and like that kind of set the precedent for like what they were doing. You know what I mean? That was the bare bones kind of. Okay, here's here's the formula of the band in its most primal state that nobody had really done up to that point. Uh, but my actual first formal shout out is going to be uh, Monument. Like oh, like yeah. I feel I feel like that song is underrated as shit. And when I tell other people that, they're like, really? I'm not really that big on it. And you know what it is? It's like I don't listen to a ton of pop punk. But I do like the stuff that I do, and that's what that is. That's, that's a pop-punk song yeah. with chugs, man. The instrumentation is metalcore. You know what I mean? Like, It's like not even quite divided up the same way it is as other songs. It's just a very melodic pop-punk song being played with a little extra flicks in the wrist and a little more distortion on the guitar. You know yeah. what I mean? And I, and I dig it. It's catchy as fuck. I think it's underrated as hell. I think they played it when I saw them. But again, they only would have had three records at that point, of which two only really matter. Yeah, that's a big thing. Is like, what if we played this style of thing with this instrument? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost like how music just, in general, yeah, just started going. You yeah. know, it's like, oh, well, we have this electric guitar. Well, what if we played all this blues shit on electric guitar? Like, all right, cool. Now we have heavy metal. Yeah, you are know, you, like, yeah. So, are you familiar yeah. with the term easy core? <laughs> Are you familiar with the Jersey no, Core? No. Okay, so that shit must have died out years ago. Shout out, Thomas. <laughs> I know you're still holding out is for it that like revival. Metal? Is, it, is it Mellow Core? So that's what can, I thought, is that too. A, can I, you do that? Yeah, so that's what I thought was, was like, so Easy Core because it's easy going. And then I, it occurred to me, no, it's because the opposite of hard is easy. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Hard. So, wow. but that, so that was the thing. Like, it's all these fucking. How many of these terms just come out what as jokes? Metalcore came out, started as a joke, and it just picked up steam. Um, this thing called the wave of melodic hardcore. They were just joking because it's like, oh, we're, there's this you know group of bands, Touche Amore La Dispute uh, Defeater. We're the wave, and then they all the fans took it seriously because that's what they do. So Chad Gilbert, when he was describing Newfound Glory. And again, when it comes to pop punk, like I've, I've never been a Newfound Glory fan, but I appreciate the idea of what they're doing, and obviously that they have Chad Gilbert. But he he said, you know, they were joking about, oh, we're not hardcore, we're easycore, ha ha ha. And sure enough, they take that and make a genre out of it. And uh, and I always thought, you know, because I guess a data remember got lumped in with this, but that's not really what it is. It's like, it's. I'm trying to remember how the, the, my friend described it because it's perfect. It's major key metalcore. If there that you makes go. Sense, you so, know well, I mean? that's how genres are made. It's like if you can, okay, we'll we'll get weird for a minute. If you can go all the way back to the start of man, like fire. <laughs> Sorry, I had to fire. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can get on a whole Terrence McKenna fucking thing, and we're just a fucking monkey that ate mushrooms and had to fucking describe to the other monkey what the fuck it felt. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what Mudbane's whole first album is. So right? there's there's language, right? So, but yeah, if you can convey a fucking thing by giving it a name now it's a thing so now another band could say like oh hey like we like that idea now we can fucking play that same idea except no matter how hard we try to sound like you if that was our goal we will never sound like you we're always going to sound like us Mm -hmm. so it's our take on your idea whoever came up with the idea doesn't matter it's everybody's take on said idea 
Because the idea was in the ether anyway. It's just someone had to fucking just name it. And so it's like all of a sudden everybody starts playing their take on that idea. And now you got a genre, now you have music. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it doesn't s- seem that weird that somebody could fucking just whimsically throw out a fucking term. This yeah. is what our band does. Especially if you're doing something different and have like other bands that just clicks in their head like, oh my God, like, yeah. Yeah. You know, or that sounds cool. What would we consider, like, you look at your guitar player and you're like, hey, I just heard this term easy core, opposite of hardcore. What would that sound like to you? Mm-hmm. And then the dude plays something, boom. Whether, you know, now you got your thing or whatever. So, yeah, seems like seems like a pretty cool fucking thing. Sorry, got well. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. So apparently, like, it was a whole wave of bands <laughs> and, like, they were kind of loosely affiliated with that. Yeah, I've never say, heard that before. In my I would life. say this was, like, the closest they got to that. Because, like, if you hear what other bands qualify as easy core it's like way more way way more upbeat um yeah the the major the major key fucking thing like definitely makes a lot of sense too absolutely on a different tip my other because again i I did have to whittle it down because i'm listening to homesick i'm like fuck i forget how many good songs are on this (laughs) so actually off of what separates me from you i finally remembered it uh i'm going with better (laughs) off this way and you know what of all things it didn't hit me until I heard it like the millionth time. It's one of those songs, you know what I mean? Especially if you're listening to it in the confines of the album track listing. Like, it's one of those ones you hear it on your own without that context, and you're like, oh, okay. And it's just straight catchy throughout. It's it's poppy as fuck. It's got the woes, but it is... Dude, the fucking part was like, dude. when you fall, yeah, dude. That I'll be chorus? the only Come one on, who looks dude. away. Like, it's yeah. just like a big fuck you, dude. Yeah. Like, you're going to fall. I'm going to look away. Yep. Anyway, I'm better off this way. Like, mm-hmm. um, it says, uh, um, it's all over. I found a better way to help keep you from me. Mm-hmm. Like, awesome, dude. Oh, yeah. Like, it's so fucking cool. It's my number five. Oh, there you go. We can get right into it. Perfect. Fuck I mean, it. we're going to have to stop for a second, but yeah. It's my number five. And yeah, it's catchy as fuck, dude. Yeah, man. I mean, even right off the fucking, right from the get go, I wonder if they'll yeah. notice. Yeah, literally you right know, into I it. I mean, oh, dude, it's so fucking cool. And yeah, that was one where it was like, that one kind of grew on me pretty good. While while some of the ones that really fucking caught my ear really quick, kind of started to fall down. Mm-hmm. Some of those catchier ones, when I was yeah. giving them more of a chance, they were really fucking climbing up. Yeah, all other yeah. things. I guess they weren't dropping down. It was just the one, there's certain ones that were just really fucking climbing hard. Dude. The like, level of appreciation kind of, it's like a two ships passing Yeah, the to the point, dude, where it's like, I could probably do a top 50. They mm-hmm. probably only have 50 songs, but like, I could probably rank every song they have, dude. Like, I mean, <laughs> seriously, not, obviously not best, but by favorite, but like, they're just that fucking kind of a band for me, dude. Like, every fucking song, dude. Yeah. I was just thinking about like, as I'm saying this out loud, I haven't seen them play anything off that album or the other two there's been three albums that have come out about to be four since the last time i've seen them so i need to catch up on that dude it's weird because they're one of those bands where it's like they don't really have any songs that i really hate like i have to skip it yeah so it's like even the ones i don't like can go in a playlist as like fill tracks Mm -hmm. and it's not really gonna fuck my playlist up yeah you know like they're one of those you know and there's a lot of them but you know, when you look at the grand scheme of like how many bands there are, how much music there is, yeah, those are few and far between. You know, there's not a whole lot of those. There's usually something I fucking don't like. Mm-hmm. Shout out. So you want to take a quick pause? 
Yeah, are you done with honorables? Yeah. Cool. He's the theater of the mind. Mm-hmm. We're playing... What do you think? Probably like 80% of the episodes we're playing Fetch while yep. we're recording? Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, he's pretty much our co-host at this point, Larry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a producer. What, yeah, what's he's our producer. For a reluctant mascot? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So, one more thing about Better Off This Way, the fucking, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm better off this way, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like you were saying with the woes and stuff, like it's just, I, I also like the, um, tempo like a like a better pace through the the um the verses and i'm all i've always been a big fan of like the pace like the the higher pace during the verses and then that thing like brett talked about in gojira where they drop the floor out so it's like when you call like the chorus gets real big you know with the big chords and it opens up a little bit like i've always been a big fan of that um the swell if you will yeah dude like it's it's really cool because it makes it makes you move differently you know and there is it is a well because that's what he was talking about too in the gojira episode was like does it make you fucking move like make you move. It forces you to move. Like, yeah. and that's probably the easiest way to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just sounds fucking good. I've always, I've always been a big fan of that style of writing. Which I mean, most people are. I mean, it's literally what breakdowns are. So, mm-hmm. you know, Bones. What is your number five? Um, I believe that it would happen to be the plot to bomb the panhandle. Mm. Which, like I said earlier, the first time I heard it was live. And that's one of those ones where, for me, it made me move because I was like, they're like, oh, all right, we're playing our last song. We don't really need to introduce it to you guys. You guys will know right away. (laughs) (laughs) And I I was just like, oh, my God. I was like, okay. But you were the one person in the crowd that's like. Yeah, I'm like, could you? I like, haven't heard. Me, could you tell me the name of it, please, so I can go home <laughs> yeah. and listen to it? But like, dude, like, list FM. That one was like, it was awesome. The second it ended, dude, it was like, I was like, okay, can we play it again? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> nice. It, it's just that song is awesome, and like, um, like one of the first things I think it says is it, and uh, I love it. It's all. It's like, um, it says like, uh, something like middle finger from Oka LA like cause oh Okala, yeah okay yeah yeah I had to break it up for the thing and it's like I, don't know, I always like that it just sounds fun and the whole song is like um it's not super like like just he's not like screaming in it a whole lot but like you know it's just it's a very fast song and it just it, every time I hear it I'm always like get like all hyped up and I'm like I need to go move and do something <laughs> hell yeah dude it's awesome I love that song Mm-hmm. I like it's a very specific geographical location that they're like, fuck this place. Yeah, I, yeah. Just the panhandle. I also, yeah. <laughs> when I first discovered like the name of the song, at first I was like, I just was like, what is the panhandle? Mm-hmm. And it's it's all like capitalized and stuff. So I was like, is this like, is this like a building like the Kremlin or something? <laughs> like, like I, I had to look it up and I was like, what's a pan? Like, what's the panhandle? And mm-hmm. it, it just explains to me. It's like, oh, it's I'm it. just tripping because you know what the Kremlin is. <laughs> That, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was in the news the other day for a not good reason. So. Yeah, I remember when I was younger, people talk about the panhandle. Not necessarily with Florida, but like Idaho had a panhandle. You know, Oklahoma, yeah. obviously. You know, um, and yeah, I remember like when I found out, and I'm like, oh, it's genius. 
it's so genius. Like <laughs> just this little nerd fucking geographic geography kid. I was gonna say it's based on man-made borders. So. Yeah, I mean, I always loved like geography when I was younger. I was yeah. just weird. Like I, I liked, I still do. I'll still get on my fucking iPhone maps, dude, and literally oh, just look same. at places and like trip yeah. out. Like, whoa. Yeah. So if you went from San Diego almost exactly straight up, you're almost hitting Boise. Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem right to me, but that's. There's a lot of curve right yeah. there. Yeah, right dude, bottom, it's weird. Like, I mean, I just do that a lot. I've always done that. Like, you know, especially with sports, too. You you know where certain, you know, you hear certain cities all the time. And, well, how far is fucking Pittsburgh from Cleveland? And then you're like, oh, damn. Like, it's like right there. <laughs> yeah, it's like three You know, because when you right. think of, Phil, you know, when you think of Pennsylvania, you, you think of, you know, East Coast, but you think of, like, the coast part. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's. New Jersey. Yeah, I've always been a big nerd on fucking geography and stuff. And then they went and made like a bunch of new countries. (laughs) So I have no idea what some of those Eastern Bloc countries are. Because when I was growing up, they weren't countries. Yeah, it was Czechoslovakia. Now you got the Czech Republic and Yugoslavia and stuff like that that aren't really. Yeah, it was really weird. But, you know, Um, welcome to the geography podcast. The geography list. I'm, I'm huge on mountains. Are you? Yes. Like the names or just like mountains All, in general? Everything with mountains. Okay, like, cool. Oh, yeah, because you just saw Mount Rainier. Mount Rainier, dude. Mm. The entire time we're in Seattle, dude, I cannot take my eyes off of Mount Rainier. One, it's huge. It's just sitting there in the background. It's like and it's not in a range because it's a, it's a volcano, yeah, it's, so it's not in a range. Like, it it really is a sore thumb. You know, and I'm looking, and I was like, I remember I was looking, I was like, I know Mount St. Helens is somewhere in this area, and I'm looking, and I'm like, oh, there's like eight mountain, eight yeah. volcanoes yeah, yeah. Yep. in a chain right here. It's yep. like... You got all these eight and they're all it's awesome. Gnarly. Yeah, yeah. they're like, all awesome. It's uh, I love mountains, especially yeah. like the Himalayas. I think the Himalayas are awesome. The oh, Andes, that's cool. The Andes are cool. You know, they're like jagged, but they're not like super tall. Do you ever do you like, know, like Google? Uh, what is it? Google Earth. Every now and then, I never have good service. Good enough service. To oh yeah, because this. I mean, that's pretty cool for checking out. Like, <laughs> you know, if you want to check out. Uh, you know, like the fucking Himalayas or, I mean, stuff you're probably not going to get to. Or to see it from a, a probably spot, even if you did see it, you probably wouldn't see it from that angle. Yeah, um, yeah it's pretty cool like that, man. Like, But, yeah, you kind of have to have a decent computer and yeah. decent service. Mm-hmm. Number five. <laughs> it's a weird tangent train. I know. No. It's, good. it's funny talking about geography, too, because, like, I, I always thought Ocala, Ocala, whatever, and Gainesville were right next to each other but apparently they're 40 minutes away because Ocala has data remember and apparently wage war and the they say the big influence on them was seven star which was a face down wait band. wage wars from Ocala too yeah hence the why they work together so much Oh, wow. And uh, apparently Jeremy McKinnon's from Gainesville, and Gainesville was the one that had the big festivals and stuff, and that's where, like, Less Than Jake and all those that wave of punk bands, Hot Water Music, uh, Against Me is from. So it was interesting to have that connection there. On that note, I also got a, now that I thought about it, uh, whatever that first song is on, on For Those Who Have Hearts, kind of sick. I got to shout that one out, because it is kind is of... It, here's to the past, no, that's not it. Let's it's see... It's, it's like kind of a mission statement of the band where because it, it's almost an intro where it is just like straight pop punk and then it just goes into the big mosh part. Fast forward to 2012. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fast forward to 2012. That whole record is actually kind of underrated now that I think about it. Here's to the past, like one of the last songs. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so on that uh, on that note, my number five is the fifth, or not fifth, the last song on, on For Those Who Have Heart, Start the Shooting. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that one's underrated as hell. I definitely never saw him play it live but um i like the you know it's a pretty straightforward kind of hardcore metalcore uh you know verse even the intro but then the pre-chorus 
starts to it transitions really nice too to uh the really catchy part and then the uh the chorus itself is just super catchy the with the watch your step and the weird like thing in the background <laughs> i think it's sick it's another one of those ones i tell people that's like one of my favorite songs on that well it is my favorite song off that record and they're like really because yeah plot to bomb the plant panhandle is cool and so are all those other songs but that one in particular did something really exceptional for me that i, I talk about how Homesick is probably the best record, because it is. Uh, but like that flow, not and that. When I say that, that's not to take anything away from the flow of for those who have heart. It is a really good, consistent record. You know what I mean? And that the way to cap that off is awesome with that song. And then you got the bonus tracks, and then you got the bonus bonus reissue tracks where they tack on a a live show yeah. on the latter editions and stuff. Um, but if you just take all that away and you just go with a front-to-back record, those two tracks that I just mentioned are a great bookends to a pretty awesome in-between. And I still and I think that song kicks ass and is very underrated. Especially when you consider, yeah, Homesick ends with... Um, God, I keep remembering... What, what is it? If it name? means a lot to you? Yeah, okay, because I wanted to say if it means that much yeah, to such you. A, I always thought that was weird, that that was the ender of the album. Yeah, it makes sense in that context. It works. But that's what oh, I'm saying. Yeah, true, yeah. Comparatively, then you do start the shooting on For Those Who Have Heart, and you're like, okay. Yeah. Where it's like like the energy's still there, and it kind of fades out, you know? And then I'm still in that mode of, like, the era where it's like, you know, you put, like, a fucking banger at the end. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you don't end on a, like, like you're a soft song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's usually in the middle somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's just like, oh, yeah, like, oh, no, everybody, let's just, no, but, yeah, it does make sense, especially for Homesick. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, the title of the album yeah. definitely <laughs> makes fucking sense. And the theme overall. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, especially yeah, since they started busy. with a banger. Yeah, for sure. True. Yeah, That's yeah. true. They definitely do. Oh, yeah. On that point, uh, my favorite Flotsam and Jetsam album, Quattro. For you, good sir. Oh, whoa. I thought you were going to talk about Quattro. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, well, we'll get all right, cool. What are we day, getting down I, there? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, the overall uh, theme of the fourth one we're going with here. So I like this one because it, it, like, they literally go into a breakdown with the... <laughs> mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> New Jersey. Is it New Jersey? Is that what I, the NJ stands for? Yeah, it must be, right? That's New Jersey Legion Ice Tea. Like, like, just I, a fucking... Yeah, I like to think I'm pretty good with random-ass references. <laughs> when I was looking these up and going, that's what that's a reference to? I was like, Dude, I don't for know me, what being a sports fan, like, new, NJ is always New Jersey. Yeah. You know, it's like... Um, yeah, I mean, I'm assuming it's New Jersey, but, I mean, it's kind of a fucking driver, like... You know, but then you have the fucking, you know, so here's to another better year. We've crossed mm-hmm. the thin line. Don't try to hold us here. Like, it's so catchy and it's peppy. Yep. You I know, and then it's got the fucking nice little fucking, it's got one of the shorter breakdowns. You know, it's, it's not a very long one. And then I like, how, you know, this is the life we chose. This is the life I lead. They can never take this from me. And like, like that last line, like they can never take this from me, mm-hmm. you know, like really fucking cool song. This was one that, again, dude, if you're in the first five on Homesick, I mean, if you're on the album, you're the shit. Like, yeah. But if you're definitely in the first fucking five or six songs, like, fuck, dude. Yeah. You know, like, it, you just, you could pick any of them, really. I mean, it really just comes down to which one you fucking like better. Like, 
or which which one you're feeling that day, I guess. Because I mean, fuck, dude, there's it's so good. But I mean, I guess like their whole career, technically, really, when you look at their whole career, man, I mean, they're just really consistent. Mm-hmm. Really consistent with writing good songs. You know, there's nothing overly technical about anything <laughs> they do. Maybe his singing is like stand out. Yeah, but just, but just really fucking consistent songwriting. You know, like, Westfall isn't trying to fucking do too much on the guitar and fucking... I can't remember the guy's name, the bass player. He's not, you know, getting crazy. Like, probably like most fucking metal rock bass players. You know, the drummer doesn't get too fucking... Oh, I'm going to try and do this and that. It's, it's all of them are trying to do this thing for the fucking song. Joshua Woodward. Yeah, dude, yeah. yeah. That's the like, bassist. You know, it's just like just solid as fuck, dude. Like... You don't have to fucking... I mean, and I listen to a lot of shit where it's like the flashiest shit. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, we got the fucking shreddiest guitar player. Oh, check out these taps by my bass player. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Which I listen cool, to a lot of stuff like that. that. But it's like, I yeah. also like the other side of that, where yeah. it's just the song stuff. Yeah, dude, that's you why know? they rise above all the rest. They're not trying to show off. They're trying to, you know, contribute to a good song. Yeah, and make people... You know, something I was so... Not against, but it was something I just really didn't have a lot of, like, uh, connection to was... Music that makes you feel something, mm-hmm. you know, because I listened to a lot of death metal and because I didn't carry a lot of emotion in music. Well, I mean, for a while, you know, obviously when I was growing up, I did. And then it was like that kind of faded out and I was just listening to music to just listen to music. Yeah. And, and then I kind of got that back, that, that emotional side of it back. And it's weird because right around the time I started doing that was around the time that I started listening to these guys and I started listening to Deftones more and I started listening to some of these bands mm-hmm. You know, Ghost Inside's another one where it's like, oh, yeah, like, and, and people wonder why these bands that are relatively new-ish have jumped up into my top ten all time. Mm-hmm. Well, how the fuck, you know? And it's like, well, dude, like, they made me feel something, you know, when I was trying to, like, feel something from music again. Like, yeah. you know, it's just like, yeah, it's impact, dude, like, big time. Let's see. We are on number four for Bones. My number four is my favorite song off of Common Courtesy. I don't listen to Common Courtesy all that much. Um, I listen to it more and more as you know time goes on, and I've discovered that it's like a great album. I really like that um, whole thing. But this song is Sometimes You're the Hammer, Sometimes You're the Nail. Nice. One of the coolest parts, well, the ending, the whole ending part is really cool, but the the intro, it's almost like you, like if it's they're in the studio and you can kind of hear him like practicing it. He's like, you want to take, 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 take it away from me, take it away from me. And I got sudden, it! Yeah, all of a sudden he goes, <laughs> I got it! And it kicks in. When they played it live, they did that. Oh, really? Yeah, he literally went, you want to take, 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 dude, take that's it away sick. From me. And all of a sudden, everyone, dude, you, I got it! <laughs> and then yeah, it did just dude. kick in. Everyone did it. And it was like, that's awesome. amazing, dude. I would love to see that too. Larry likes that one, too. Uh, I like that they have, like, these... It's almost like in-jokes with their crowd. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, these like, parts that's, like, crowd participation parts that's, like... Okay, d you've seen Carnifex a million times like I yeah. have. Yep. You know, the the part... The what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, you have just these, these parts like that where... Uh, you know, the crowd can... It's not like there's. It's not like kill switch engage where you're singing along with end of heartache. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like this. It's just these little weird, just blurts almost. Yeah. The one that occur or sticks out to me the most that I think of is uh, Parkway Drive with Romance is Dead. So cry me a fucking river, bitch. 
Whenever they play that still, when they play that still, that's like the big one from the crowd. That oh, I really? Yeah. See, I, I don't I don't think they played that at the play. Well, they might not have gotten to Probably it, not. I, it's like a special occasion thing at this but point. But, yeah, it's, I love that shit. Like, I actually, one of the other ones, I think maybe it might be on one of your guys' lists, so we won't even go there. But, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I fucking think that's fucking cool. And especially, like, because, yeah, it's almost like they fucking took just... Kind of like I do sometimes with this show. Like, when we're talking, we're not necessarily on the mic, but the mic is picking us up. Yeah. Like, I'm over making fucking coffee and shit, and D-Lo's, like, at the table. You know, and we're just talking about random shit, and it's like, sometimes I'll just, like, you know what? I'm going to take a piece of that and fucking put it, you know, in at the intro or something, you know, because it's something that's funny, or it's, it's you know, something that fucking, I think, you know, an audience might want to hear. Easter eggs. Yeah, and then it kicks in or whatever, and it, that's what it sounds like. Also reminds me of the fucking thing with Corn with the four. Yeah, four. Just fucking do it, damn yeah. it! Just fucking do it, damn it! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We gotta, we gotta get primed for that corn episode. You know, and it sounds like really far, and the you know, it's it's like it's like they're far away or something. Like it's mm-hmm. like the 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 amp mics are picking it up. Mm-hmm. I always like little things like that because it almost. Uh, it's like a behind-the-scenes kind of thing. Yep. You know, it's like they're letting you into their world a little bit. But, yeah, this one, yeah, that's a good fucking... T- that's an underrated um, jam. Yeah. Is it their pussy album? What do you mean? Is Common Courtesy their pussy album? Like, the most? What does that even mean? Yeah. <laughs> is, it their, is it their lightest album? I mean... Kind of. I'm, well, so they I'm, have... Because you have I the, Surrender on there, and you have End of Me. That's the one that also has... Um, oh, what is it Leave called? All the Lights On. Yeah, but that one has, ugh, what is it called? One of their, like, it's a pretty heavy song. It's, um, let's see. I would give that more to uh, What Separates Me From You just because, like, the rest of it, with those two exceptions of Second Sucks and Sticks and Stones or whatever, that, that's what I think. Um, this one has, like, the document speaks for itself and life lessons learned the hard way. Oh, yeah, that's true. I, guess, I think I just think of it because End of Me and, and I Surrender and Leave All the Lights On are so, like... Yeah. Like, they really fucking were like, check this or shit I'm out. I'm already gone. Yeah. That one, too. It's uh, like, we're going to, oh, oh, you guys think we're radio. It's like, we'll just write the ultimate radio shit. Like, yeah, and, it, yeah. and it's almost like, it's like, I don't want to say weird flex, but it's a weird flex of like, check out how good we are at doing this shit. Yeah, and they are. They're so fucking good at like, fuck everything they've fucking done. Mm-hmm. You know, they're so good at it. Like, it's it's awesome because, like, I'm telling you, man, like, I don't like a lot of radio rock, but, like, fucking dude, those fucking songs I just mentioned that we just mentioned, like, are so, I mean, fuck, dude. Like, they're just so good at at what it's trying, what it is. Like, and it's radio fucking rock, just ridiculous catchy. Yeah, no, absolutely. And another thing about this song <laughs> is so the, the last part where it kind of goes away from like the main like song like the main music and it starts going to like where he's kind of just like almost like talking it's like it it switches paces for the last like minute and stuff um for that part he actually got like in the crowd and he was like singing it everyone's singing it with him and stuff and it's like the whole like last minute of the song and it's like that was also just like really awesome because he's just like chilling in a crowd with everyone. He's like on somebody's shoulders and stuff, like <laughs> nice. ta- like singing, and it was like. But that song is like, that one's one that will just get stuck in my head. It's like you wanna take, 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 yeah. take, take oh, it yeah. away from me, take it away. From I always me. forget what like, song it is, so then I just have to like kind of go through it. I, just, <laughs> I always remember it's at the start, so I'm like, oh cool, I can find it really quick because yeah. it's it's the first part of whatever. But yeah, it's. 
I can't remember what I was going to say now. But Your turn. Fuck it. Alzheimer's <laughs> moment. That's a D-Lo. bad name in itself right there. Alzheimer's <laughs> <laughs> moment. Like, okay. Devo, save me. Save yeah. me. I, I don't know so what to say. So my number four is not Larry. It's um, it's Welcome to the Family off Homesick. Ooh. That that's a, that's a peppy one right there. I love that song. Yeah, the... Uh, it's funny too because when I heard of uh, Vincent from Acacia's Train was going to be on that or on this album, I was surprised that this was the song and not another one that'll come up later. Uh, and he's only on it for like a little bit too. Wait, he's on that song? Yeah, it's in the bridge. Why am I not? Hold on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am also. Because it's, it's 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 way peppy and it's like it's a pretty straightforward you know metalcore song until no, you get to Avenged the Sevenfold. the chorus and. Um, and then it just catches, and it's not like a chorus that lingers too much either. It's it's kind of in and out. It's it's a much more fast paced song than than the others. Okay, hold that thought. Yeah. It's disgusting to think that like you can't really tell the difference. Anybody that fucking tells you a date or remembers a pussy band, show them this song mm-hmm. and tell them to pick out <laughs> Vincent Bennett. Yep. Like, dude, seriously. It's not the Cause only. Because I mean, you know how you're saying like on the early stuff, he's like. You know, he tends to, like, get... I mean, his screams are a little bit lower, too. Like, they, yeah. you know, almost growls or whatever. It's not just the old... Like, this song, for sure, man. But, oh, like, yeah. the... Like, that's some, like, hyper-fucking-catchy shit, too. But, yeah, that fucking breakdown at the end mm-hmm. is, like, gnarly. But, like, you had to point out... I mean, I guess, like, I could tell a little bit of the fucking difference. But only because you told me it was in the bridge. Yeah. If you yeah. hadn't have said that, I don't know if I would have noticed that. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, it's because I had the liner notes and all that, Right, because I've, I've never fucking, I've never known that Vincent Bennett was on this song. Yeah. yeah when I crazy. saw he was on the album, I was like, that's what? the song, not this other one? Right. Do they have a, Do they have other guests? Like, do they have a... Yes, but I don't remember. Wh- uh, really? One of the, It's the dude from Devil Wears Prada's on one of the bigger ones. Huh. And then there's one, and I mean the the gal on the last song. Oh, yeah, true. Person. Duh. Damn, now I'm trying to think of the other other one. The gal? What are you, like, fucking <laughs> 75 years old? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, stereotypical old the, shit the and I can't ga- right now. The gal. Okay, that's the, yeah, the Devil Wears product guy's on. I'm made of Larry Wax. What are you made out of? Welcome to the family, Vincent Bennett. If it means a lot to you is Sierra K from Versa Emerge. I think they played a lot together. Back in the day, and then some guys got a uh, credit for harmonica on something that I can't even think of what has harmonica <laughs> Dude, on harmonica? it. Harmonica? That's what I thought too. I was like, what, what the, the fuck? Hell? So that's what it was throwing me off. It's like fucking blues traveler. Yeah. Like, I take thought there it was easy. like one more, one more guest vocalist on there, but apparently not. So there's that. But no, that's just a fun ass song, and I don't believe I've seen them play that live either. Uh, I'd like to. Especially if they happen to be on the same bill, which he's put them on the same bill before. I was looking at like that summer, it was either right before or right around the time. Um, uh, Homesick came out, and when they toured Australia, it was them, Parkway, Suicide Silence, one other band, oh, Acacia Strain, and uh, Confession, who was my favorite Australian band ever. Damn, that's a tour and a half right there, man. Yeah, that would be a pretty good one to see for sure, dude. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, I remember man. seeing that they'd fucking toured with Suicide Silence, and I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. I mean... Suicide Silence would have still been on the cleansing at that point. Too. Yeah, I mean, as many times as you hear people say, like, oh, all these fucking tours are the same. I'm like, no, dude, I mean, the people have been doing tours like that for a long fucking time, man, with, like, 
you know, they're all heavy bands. There's different types of heavy, and yeah. you know, and it's, it's nice. It breaks it up or whatever. Absolutely. You know, I mean, you get issues with crowd, but I mean, these guys are gonna have issues with crowd. They played by themselves. Yeah, I know that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> isn't that, you can have your own problems in your own music. That's well, you, not you really literally good. have fucking, you know, a hate breed fan with a fucking. Blink 182 fan. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, dude, that's just a fucking recipe right there. Like, yeah. you we're, know. We're going to do an Unearthed episode at some point, right? Oh, fuck yeah. Because I, I, I heard an anecdote from Ken about why they sound the way they do that I was like, I've never thought of it that way, but that makes <laughs> sense. Uh, also, not musically, but this is also not the last appearance that uh, Vincent Bennett from Acacia Strain makes on a, a Day to Remember thing. That's coming up later. How about you for the Tambian, number three? Oh, wait, this is it. Weird, you actually just said it i didn't know that it had a guest spot but i'm made of wax larry what are you made of that's also my number three there nice. you go there you go like father like it's son a fucking, don't blink they won't even yeah. miss you at all don't think that i'll always be gone dude it's so sick yeah hell yeah so, dude so, like, so here's fuck. the thing man i don't really know devil wears prada so i that's a guy i can't pick out of that song so it's weird because devil wears prada like i always knew them as like that fucking like uh, kind of like the second to third wave of like fucking metalcore deathcore, mm-hmm. and they were on like the fucking poppier side of like the deathcore. So I mean, I would probably be more like metalcore and stuff. They were they were one of those bands that was coming out that had like the, that same merch style as like the album cover Homesick. Yeah, yeah. Right when all that stuff was big, Black Dahlia Murder had a bunch of stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, Job for a Cowboy and Suicide Silence with like the fucking really like neon colors, but yep. with like the crazy designs, like the yeah, sick with the logo. ridiculous shit. Misery right? Signals has one. I, it looks so never cool. Got. Like that was like some of my favorite merch era. Yeah. Like, and I mean, there was Devil Wears Prada shit that I was like, fuck yeah! Like I don't even know that band, and I want to buy that shirt. Oh, Devil Wears Prada had you know? a shirt that had Reptar from Rugrats. Yeah. fucking oh, shit Reptar. up. I have yeah, a Reptar. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. then. Uh, Miss May I is another one that kind of came out at that same time. And, like, Miss May I was, like, a lot heavier also. Same with mm-hmm. Devil Wars Prada. And, and they kind of, like, tried to get away from that scene. And they kind of moved into this other fucking area. And I'm not entirely sure what Devil Wears Prada sounds like now. Yeah. Because I know it's... I, I, I've, I've heard a song, like, at the gym before. And, and the kid told me it was Devil Wears Prada. And it's a lot different than what they first like started off as you know i mean miss me i still sounds relatively the same they're just not as like not as fucking heavy you know still still fucking heavy like but not as deathy yeah you know what i mean like they they kind of took away some of the ultra heaviness and got more into like more towards like a kill switch engage type metalcore stuff like See, yeah that's the thing i'm more familiar with them for is like it's like a throwback even though there wasn't that much to throw back just yet around the time they came out kind of like bury tomorrow uh who's yeah the that's English a, equivalent yeah so that's that's kind of like that era so yeah i honestly don't know what what part you know he would be fucking on i guess this song's like it, dude, it's a fucking fist pumper, dude. Great fucking pace, like driving tone, like not driving tone, driving pace. Just like fucking, a la bands like Judas Priest, you know, and fucking some of those other bands. Like it's not as, it's a fist in the air song. Yes, yeah, not sure. as punky. Yeah, you know, it's more of the metal fucking. That's just the straight up metal side, you know. Like yeah. at least uh, for the like the verse or um. Uh, the chorus, yeah. you know, like... I was thinking about Vice Grips by Parkway. Not not the same pace, but kind of like a similar vibe, you know, the four-on-the-floor kind of thing. 
Right, right, yeah. That's yeah. it's that sort of thing. Like, yeah. And again, like it's just on that fucking masterpiece of an album, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like when he's hitting that, and I mean, he starts off with the chorus. I mean, okay, they say the chorus a lot. <laughs> yeah, but like that's for it's sure. one of those choruses, and it's one of those types of songs where it's like it's you want them to like that's definitely the fucking thing that's gonna hook you is that part. So you want to say it like you know often. Yeah. You know, like so earworms. I ran out of the Usana Amphitheaters, like where I saw them at in Salt Lake. I ran out of this song during this song. We had to leave right after Second Sucks. So they played Second Sucks and then I made wax to end it. And so we left Second Sucks. I'm starting to walk out, dude, and all of a sudden <laughs> I just hear I hear him talking and they're like, All right, here's our last song for you guys. And all of a sudden you just hear him go, I made a wax, Larry. Everyone, what are you made of? <laughs> and then, dude, they start going into it. And I was, like, screaming it on the way out because I was like, no. Like, I literally said, no. Because yeah. I didn't want to miss it. I was like, man, dude, <laughs> luckily it's outdoors. So, like, the entire time you're walking, I was able to hear it. I just couldn't yes. see them. which sucked. But I also heard it in Boise, too. So it was like, okay. Um, also, I looked it up. He's in the – it says, according to Genius, that he's in the bridge – Right before the end of the song. Like, right before the last time they do the chorus. A lot of bridge cameos. So, I have to correct myself, because this is the song that... (laughs) Everybody's out to get me. Like, this song. Oh, is that him? This song is the one. I think I just said it on New Jersey Legion Ice Tea, but it's this song that does that. Um, I do tend to get... I I get them mixed up a little bit because they do kind of have that same. I just realized they have the same kind of thing where it's like that driving fucking, you know, that fist pounding fucking thing. Like, so yeah, maybe he's in that fucking breakdown. No, he. It says he's in. He's in In the the, bridge. What fucking bridge? So it's right after that. Oh, I guess yeah. Actually, it is that. I was looking at it weird. Yeah. So it's 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 during that. It's everybody's out to get me. Any moment Mm -hmm. could be my last. Yeah. This is me. You can take it or leave. Right or wrong. I will stand. Instance of you couldn't tell really between him and and Jeremy. Yeah, dude. Like like he might do that because I I bet you. um, I think it's because Jeremy can scream like pretty much however you want. Mm -hmm. So it's like it doesn't seem that weird that he would be able to do it. He would sound different. Yeah, so I think what it is is Jeremy does like the everybody's out to get me then that guy does the any moment could be my last. And then Jeremy goes, this is me and he says you can take it or leave. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. So the guest Um, spots were like blips, dude. Straight Uh, up. Yeah, really small parts, man. But like... And I mean, I, what the fuck kind of a title is that? So I know this because I had to watch it with my brother when he was a kid. It's, it's from uh, Night at the Museum. It's what Owen Wilson's uh, character says to really? somebody else. Yeah, when they're like little miniature dudes. <laughs> I'm made of wax, Larry. What are you yeah. made of? I guess I've only seen it one time. It's probably over a decade ago. Not the biggest I, fucking line from the movie, I guess. Yeah. But. I always saw it as Larry is their little mascot. Because there's that dude in yeah, every got, single yeah, record. No, that's yeah, like every single one. Guy so is it the like, same dude in Deep Blue? Is there a dude in Deep Blue? Parkway Drive? Yeah, is there a guy the same there? artist. I don't know if it's the same guy. I'm sure it's not the same guy, but I'm just like, there is a guy in the Deep Blue artwork, right? So theoretically, now I'm just, I'm joking. But who knows? What the fuck? Um, yeah, that's how, I, that's kind of, I, like, so I call that guy Larry now. It's like just what I call him. <laughs> nice. Just because that's just how I always took it. Well, you know what I found out was um, 
that that dude that's kind of also sort of their unofficial. Is it the same guy? The the baseball bat. On the on the, the original cover. The original for those who have heart. He's yeah. like on the back, baseball bat. Yeah, is that the same guy? There's not a guy on Deep Blue. Okay. I'm just confirming. But I thought it was like maybe the interior artwork or something. Um. um but like, because oh, I found out the guy with the baseball bat is is like a deranged former drummer of theirs that yeah, actually I, went to go beat him up yeah, with a baseball I heard bat. That. That's like they're um. It's either Heartless, no, I think it's 1958, they wrote that song because of that guy. Yeah, Like, yeah. the in it, it says, that's the Wait, one where what? it's like, in 19, so, I guess they were doing, like, tryouts for a drummer, and they told this guy that, like, no, like, you don't, we don't want you, basically, and he just went crazy, and he, like, legit threatened them with, like, baseball bats and stuff. Yeah, showed up to his house with a baseball bat. <laughs> yeah, and then I think Behind it's... his back like that. I think it's 1958 that um, they wrote um, this song in response to that and then made him the cover for their next album. Yeah, isn't that the ultimate insult to injury, dude? That's awesome, You can't be in the band, but we're totally going to capitalize. It's like August Burns Red, uh, and I guess this turned out to be a joke, or maybe not, I don't know. Later, but August Burns Red, I just thought it sounded like some typical that wave of metalcore scene, MySpace bullshit. Apparently, uh, one of the members had a dog named Red... And had a crazy ex girl, now ex girlfriend named August. And when they broke up, she got pissed off and lit that dude's dog red on fire. So August burns red. Oh, was like, Jesus, oh, dude. Yeah. Um, That's a bit intense. So, <laughs> wow. I, I'm pretty sure this is the one. Apologies to all the PETA listeners. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure 1958 is the one that they wrote because of this dude. Because, yeah, because the bat says 1958 on the back. Yeah, and then it, it says like one of the last things they say is like you'll never because like in this this is one's like you never stop us with your one man army. Oh and it's like, yeah. We would burn him alive. You'll never stop us with your one man army. If you're such a man, then bring the fight. We're paging 1958. We're all we're all one and the same. We're moving on and living our dreams. <laughs> That's pretty intense, man. It's like, like, bye, dude, but we're going on. Dude, that's like like worse than some Taylor Swift shit. (laughs) Yeah. Jesus. Uh, I mean, shit, that's before Taylor Swift even. Oh, yeah. I don't even think she had her first album out yet. Whew. That's fucking great, dude. Holy fuck. (laughs) Yep. Oh, man. Where are we at in this Big time fuck you, dude. Oh, man. Was it because oh, you guys both had the same three, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, your three. Great so I, I alluded to this before. I didn't realize how soon it already was. I'm going with All I Want from uh, What Separates Me From You. Like, that's just, again, you talking about, like, a consistent amount of just catchiness on each song throughout this album. That's it, right? And that's the second track. Um and it's just a fun song, but like the video, the, yeah, video, the music is video is awesome, cool. dude. And again, that has a cameo from Vincent from Acacia Strain. Uh, it'd be sick if somehow and this would have been a lot of effort. They actually got clips of each person that's in the video singing along to it. I had to look it up because I didn't know a lot of these guys. But you had the dude from uh, MXPX. You had. Um, so that's the thing. I don't know the pop punk side of who's in there. But I'm just like, hey, that's Andrew WK. There's Vincent from Acacia Strain. Hey, there's Goose from Comeback Kid. And then there was one, and I, because I hadn't watched it in years until last night, I was like, that dude looks like Guy from the Red Chord. And I look it up, it's Guy from the Red Chord. <laughs> I was like, right on. And that's cool, because it's a testament to like how wide their appeal reaches that they could have people from all these different, you know, styles coming and taking part in this thing, you know? Right. Um, I just wish I knew, oh, the Bring Me the Horizon. Like, all the Bring Me Horizon dudes are in a couple shots. And then 
in oh, that. Winston from Parkway. Sorry, that's just now coming to me. <laughs> and then there's also in that one there's um, the lead singer for Pierce the Veil, which I always that's like the one I knew because like I listened to Pierce the Veil, and yeah. he's also so it would have been the year before that before that song came out. Jeremy McKinnon was on one of Pierce the Veil's songs in go. their album, and I always remember seeing that because I think that's just like how I heard of it. It's like oh, dude. Pierce the Veil singers in this music video. Mm-hmm. Like at the time, I was like, who I listened to a lot, and I was like, oh, let me watch this music video. Oh, there you go. And then nice. It's pretty cool, though. Yeah. I got uh, Pete Wentz being the sole representative of Fall Out Boy because they're also a band that kind of walks those two worlds. Have you ever heard Pete Wentz's old band, Arma Angelus? Uh, I, only, uh, I only know that name because I listened to Armchair Experts mm-hmm. with Dak Shepard and Pete Wentz, like, He's he has an episode with him. Hmm. The first episode I heard was a lot farther back, like in the in the episodes. Um, it was just one that Deja had me listen to, and it's a live episode, and they're doing like the theme music, hmm. and like he's all like, "Do we have a bass player out there? Does anybody have a bass player out there? Is there a bass player anywhere?" Like, and I don't know. If, I mean, I can't see it obviously. I don't know if Dax is saying or if it's somebody else. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, this fucking guy comes out, and like, and I, I guess he comes out and starts playing the bass line. And they're like, hey, Pete Wentz from fucking Fall Out Boy. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't know who that was. I barely know who Fall Out Boy is. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they, they're they another one. There, there's a lot of those bands now that can, you know, they can play with the heaviest band ever or the lightest band ever. Like, and it just, it's just going to work. Yeah, you know? they had like, Every Time I Die open for them on their last tour or two tours ago or whatever. Uh, but for anybody out there that doesn't know... If you if you like Fall Out Boy and don't know their heavy music past, check out Arma Angelus, which Pete Winces was the uh, frontman from, and it also had Tim from Rise Against playing bass. And I think they on purpose don't have it on streaming anymore because they're trying to bury that piece of their past. But YouTube does not forget, <laughs> so go find find the Arma Angelus. There's Never like, forget. Yeah, so there's like songs on there, and it was produced by Adam D, but it was like pre uh alive or just breathing adam d so the production's a little rough and their their biggest influence was damnation ad so if you like damnation id which i love and you want to hear pete wentz trying to do that check that out That's god fun. how many bands have had ad at the end of their name oh, so yeah. many they got antagonist ad now too because they had to change their name because the american antagonist but um yeah man all i want is just a fun ass like slapping a, fun a fucking video. exclamation point on the end of your password to make it work yeah 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 <laughs> Hit us up because I don't know the answer. Is Ghost still have to be called Ghost BC because of that 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 lawsuit thing, or is that all done? Though I'd have to imagine. All, we're point. not going to use the exclamation point. We're going to use a fucking question mark. Yeah. To BC. Yeah. Ghost. Yeah. Ghost? No, because remember, there's two attack attacks, and the only thing to distinguish the other yeah. one is the punctuation. Oh, yeah. oh, I found this out a little bit ago. Um, so the lead singer for Beartooth was mm-hmm. also the lead singer slash keyboardist for mm-hmm. one of the attack attacks. Yep. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what? Yeah, man. And, well, that was the idea. It was like, because I know people that love that band for, but for everybody else, that was like the prime example of what was wrong with that era of scene. So I guess like his whole thing was Beartooth is his atonement for attack attack or whatever. Yeah, and it he's it was, like I must make a man yeah, shame. It yeah. was that shame and like shame. Beartooth was just like because like I um the podcast I li- I was talking about earlier was um uh, it's his wife and his brother's podcast that they do mm. and he was like the guest on the first episode and he was telling about he was talking about how. He literally started Beartooth just so he could go into some venues and just trash the place just to have fun. And just, he's like, I just wanted it to be like that. 
And it started off as that, and it just grew into, like, this huge thing. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's a one-man band on record. Like, he just hired the other guys to tour with him. And uh, I don't know if this is still the case, but Red Bull puts out his records. Yeah. And what? He yeah. does almost everything for their albums. He mixes it. He produces it. He records wow. almost everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm like, dude, like, it's the same thing with Falling in Reverse with Ronnie Radke, their singer. He does almost everything for that band. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> well, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, there's a lot of fucking bands that are doing that same thing, but they fucking have this charade that they're an actual band. You know, I mean, it's... Each other on Nine Inch Nails? Well, Nine Inch Nails is two dudes, finally, after all this well, time. Well, yeah, but, but I mean, then? by all rights, I mean, isn't Machine Head basically that? Like Rob Flynn, yeah. Shy yeah, Halud is Matt know? Fox and a bunch of fill-ins, which he finally yeah, cops I mean, there's, there's, that's always been a thing, except these guys aren't trying to, like... They're just like, fuck it. Like, it's just, it's just me, and I'll just hire people. I mean, honestly, I think, like, if I remember right... Uh, John Bon Jovi recorded Runaway, which was like this first single or whatever. Mm-hmm. He recorded that song with like session guys and slid it to a guy on the radio, and the fucking song blew up so huge he had to make a band. Yeah, well, that's how it happened. You know, and it, it was just like, oh shit. Like, I mean, you know, and granted, he made an actual band and it became a fucking band, but yeah. originally it was just Bon Jovi with like <laughs> four other dudes. Yeah, at you know, this or three point, guys. Yeah, at this point, I think there's no right or wrong way to do a band anymore. There's you just gotta do no, what you it's gotta just do, if everybody know? knows what the fuck time it is, man, then fuck it. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks of it. Like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Everybody's on the same page, it's all good. Like, you know. Yep. Oh, we on number two. we're on number two now. Yes, number sir. two. So this one's pretty weird because I would probably say this is maybe not one of the bigger ones. It's definitely one that grew on me. Like while I was driving for Uber, because there's not a lot of screaming on it, so I'd, I would I would play it all the time when I was driving, and I was just like, wow, like I got fucking super hooked on the fucking song, and it made it all the way to fucking number two. Almost took the number one fucking spot, dude. It's my life for hire. And I just, the fucking, from the opening line, the, somebody give me a sign, you know, like, uh, that everything is going as planned. Like, the way he fucking sings the song, like, this is what I'm talking about when I say, like, Vad Vibrations almost seems like, it does seem a little more monotone, because he doesn't, you know, it doesn't up and down as much, man. It's not... And it's the same thing I talked, you know, we said with like the energy, you know, it doesn't seem like, and singers can get tired and it'll show on their albums. I mean, I was just telling Bones, like Rise of Brutality, he's singing that line by line, you can tell, and he and he sounds really tired. And then the next album, he came out with that big fucking, look into the big area. Yeah, he just, he had that big liner off. note where he apologized for Rise of Brutality, where he was like talking oh, really? about like, yeah, he was, he was coming off alcohol and stuff and. And he was basically, like, when Rise of Brutality came out, like, he was fucking basically just, like, running to the ground. They were touring so much. He was drinking a lot. And and he just had a fucking really hard time. And, like, there, I mean, there was a huge thing in the fucking liner notes of Supremacy. I'll have to go dig it or out. I didn't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's in Supremacy, and it's for Rise of Brutality. Hmm. Right? So, I mean, it happens all the time. I don't know if that's the case. I'm not trying to say Jeremy McKinnon was fucking tired, like for vi- bad vibrations. I would say bad vibrations, but maybe that'll be the hashtag bad vibrations. Bad but like vibrations. they, I, I don't think that's, I don't know if that's the case or whatever, but I mean, dude, this song for sure, you know, and it's just like fucking, I just like the fucking part where it's, it's you know, it's too late, too late. You keep trying to resolve the past right now, but I swear I'll be the one. Mm-hmm. Like that line, the way he sings that line, 
when he goes up on that swear, I swear I'll be the, it's so fucking dead. I mean, it's perfect, dude. You know, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they had fucking auto fucking whatever back then too, but I don't, I just don't think a lot of people used it probably as much. Yeah. I know it was around because I know it was around in 2006 because I knew guys that were fucking, you know, um, I, I knew a couple singers that would sing the stuff like in the rehearsals with, and then they'd auto pitch it and then they would yeah. practice it to try and get better. Oh, that's interesting. You know, um, I was going to say at least, that's, at least that's what they were saying. Yeah. T-Pain um, had a whole career, man. Yeah. But I mean, I know, I know that that's it, but I mean, it's just, it's just a fucking perfect thing. Like, and it's a super simple song. Like there's literally nothing in this fucking song that stands out. I don't, because for a long time, dude, I don't even think I knew really, like, the words or anything. It was solely, like, it sounds weird, but, like, there's a thing that you, it's, a. there, we we may have talked about it in Deftones, but there's certain, like, melody lines and, like, note combinations that will, like, evoke a particular emotion. Yeah. I don't know what emotion I was feeling, you know, but I was feeling something. I don't know what the song's really about. I mean, I guess it's, like... You know, I'm looking at it, it's like somebody gave me a sign that everything's going as planned and then everything falls away into the darkness of this shallow place. The detail is striking. The room's cold and frightening. You'll kick and you'll scream. You'll try everything to survive, but you should know your fate by now. Like, I don't know what the fuck that means, dude. Like, <laughs> nor I. You know, it could fucking <laughs> be anything. It just sounds awesome. Yeah. yeah, dude. Like, I don't know. Like, what the fuck? I mean, I clearly he's fucking going through some shit. Like, it's like, whatever. Like, and that's the thing. Maybe that's what it is. Mm-hmm. He's going through something, and everybody's gone through something. So, whatever it is that you're going through or have gone through, you know what he's talking about without knowing what he's talking about. You know what he's feeling without knowing what he's talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like fucking just really fucking cool. And that's why, like I say, it's it's probably a weird song for a lot of people to be like that high on a list. But like, again, it's it's what does a song mean to you? You know, and it's like fucking dude, it's huge to me because it's not like I was really fucking going through some major shit when I was driving for Uber. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know, man, like, for some reason, it just fucking caught me, and it's always, I mean, ever since then, man, like, I mean, that was only, like, you know, a few years ago, but still, like, ever since then, it's been, like, my number two song, man, like, number two for you. So my number two is, I feel pretty confident in saying one of their best songs, and also... Oh, shit, throwing it down. And also, the song that I'm pretty sure they open with almost every show they do, and that's The Downfall of Us All. Let's go! It's nice. It's so perfect, especially for an opening song, because it just gets you the right amount of like pumped up for the rest of the show. Yeah, that and it's immediately it's crowd participation. Everyone's doing that. There's not a single person in the crowd that's not like doing that tune that's another thing i want to see when i fuck i want to see them live because i want to fucking see them open with this song oh dude although the record wasn't even out a year the first time i saw them and that's what they opened with and everybody was doing it right off the like, bat it's fuck. yeah it's gone to a point where it's like when i saw them in uh salt lake it was like nobody waited for it to come they just on the started doing everyone it right did it it was like and then you heard it and then it kept going and fuck then, man also when i saw him in boise this was obviously what they opened with but they opened with it 
it was playing, like it started playing, everyone's doing it. And they were still backstage and they all came sprinting out. Each one had like two big beach balls in their arms. And like the second goes, let's go. Dude, they hucked them all into the mm-hmm. thing. And it's going, these beach balls are going all over the place. They're getting into like even like the seating because it's a stadium. It's like. I'm surprised they don't stage. have like shirt cannons, dude. <laughs> like, they, I think they do. Because their show the reminds me of something oh, that you would see. Like I almost forgot about this. When I saw them in Salt Lake, they had Spider Man doing the shirt cannon. Well, they have a shirt they cannon? Had, they had a like, Spider Man dude doing that's the like the vibe i get sometimes when i've seen like live footage or stories that you tell me is like the the fucking like the the uh god damn it what's it called the pod squad dude like the fucking chicks at uh oh pick Padre, a park yeah, yeah, like, with the slingshots or and the and the dudes like because I, I think there's like three or four guys yeah. and like probably like seven or eight girls and they mm-hmm. all come out and they they're hype people yeah. dude like oh what was the fucking term i fucking just heard oh my god it was a guy it was a guy that was on uh he was a guy on uh, Dax Shepard's podcast. It was it was a guy from Veronica Mars, but he was talking about he had his job when he was a teenager as a party pumper, and his job literally was to go to a fucking party and get everybody pumped up. And I'm just like, dude, like, like you could probably get a job with a day to remember too, going mm-hmm. on tour with them because yeah. they are party pumpers, dude. Yep. Like, and hashtag party pumper. There we go. Yes, yeah, so that's like that's the whole thing. Like with. The toilet paper, like literally on my, sh- like I have a shirt from that show in Salt Lake. It's like cartoon them. There's a beach ball in it, and they're they're throwing toilet paper. <laughs> that's the that's what the illustration is, because like that's their big thing. Is they do the toilet paper, they do the beach balls, and then they have like all that stuff, and it's just it's just so fun. And then fuck yeah, it's downfall of us all. Also, is a song that like it comes on the radio, like when I'm at work. Really? Yeah, if you're playing the right station, it'll no come on. No fucking way. Yeah, what thing, station? I don't know. Probably K-Bear. Wow. Dude, same I, thing with Degenerates. I've never heard these guys on the also, radio. But dude, I, mean, I, I heard Paranoia really. on the radio. Hmm. No shit. Shout yeah. out Victor Wilt, man. My boy fucking Bobby. This song is just... It's, it's awesome. It's like... It's amazing. Oh, yeah, it's dude. Like, catchy, I mean, I think one of the reasons up. why I resisted talking about it in honorable mentions was because pretty sure it was going to be in one of your guys' list. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah, I figured you the know, same, like, yeah. Oh, dude, I, I fucking loved it. We haven't released an episode on openers, but I think... I don't know if it was on one of our lists, but we talked about it in that episode because, fuck, it's a great way to open an album. It's a great way to open up a fucking concert for sure. Yeah, it's amazing. And it's even got like that little heavy like little part right yeah. in the middle, like real oh, yeah. quick. And... It's just super catchy, and it just gets you totally ready I for like the, the rest fucking, of the show. Mm-hmm. Like the, the way that little down now, like with the, instead of like the full chord, it's like the, the octave part. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking sick, dude. I fucking like this song a lot also. But again, it's on the masterpiece, so yeah. <laughs> It's the opener. The witch the by yeah, all will so. be judged. <laughs> I guess we got to throw it out, dude, also. Uh, not a lot of bands do gold and or, or platinum anymore, and these guys got two golds with Homesick, and um, I'm going back to calling it Hourglass. But, dude, that's, yeah. that's oh, a yeah. mill right there, let alone the rest <laughs> of the world and the streams and all that shit, so good on them. It's obviously resonated with a lot of people for some reason, right? I was just going to say, um, I remember in, like, eighth grade, I looked on Spotify, and they remember only had 1.9 million monthly listeners. I remember being like, man, these guys are so good, they deserve to be like number one on Spotify. They now have over 4 million mm-hmm. monthly listeners. Damn. Yeah, man. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. Yep. They're starting to get there. <laughs> people are still finding, like, that's the cool thing I love about that, man. It's like, 
people are still finding bands. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and also more people are using Spotify. Yeah. Let's be real about that too. Like that that's that's another thing, especially older people. Yeah. You know, like they're people are starting to use Spotify and they're starting to follow bands and stuff like that. And um, I'm currently in the process of making us a Spotify account. Nice. Actually, I haven't made. I just haven't really done much with it. But the reason I want to do this is because more people are using Spotify. It's clearly becoming the fucking place to get your fucking music. And the cool thing about it is like, you know, yeah, I mean, these guys, it's like, yeah, I mean, they're they're fucking growing and the crazy thing is a band you'll see a band growing and the number one or you know in the top five it's like this song from like you know their fucking second or third album or whatever and it's like fuck like that's awesome dude because now you know that there's people a going back and listening to stuff they fucking you know grew up on or you know like you know their jam or whatever yeah but also man fucking kids that are younger now going back through mm-hmm. those discographies dude and listening to the fucking older shit and see where it all came from yeah that's how i felt for your thing you know your your side your fake side podcast that yeah. i have for you <laughs> you know uh, the where, lineage the, the family tree or whatever where i come where it comes from yeah. like you know like they they it's it's cool to fucking see people doing that shit like you like you said you, you when you find a new th- band you always you know you could say oh i'm gonna start at the fucking first like yeah although I, that can be kind of cool too but it's the whole thing you can it can it, it's it's definitely gonna be a luck of the draw because you don't really know until you get their thing like when we did hammerfall you went backwards i went forwards yeah yeah and it sounded like it was beneficial more to go forward than backward in that <laughs> yeah, instance. For that, sure. but it's not always going to be that way you know it's yeah. going to yeah. be different bam, bam to band that's how I did Bring Me to Horizon. Is because I started listening to. I mean, like, I heard I had heard some stuff from Some Eternal, but it was that's the spirit. That's what like I started listening to, and then I went. That's backwards. the okay. So that's the one with Umbrella, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's the one. With, oh no. Right. Right. <laughs> but then I started going backwards, and I was like, Oh, okay, Some Eternal, and mm-hmm. it was like I still don't really listen to. There's a heaven. You should. Yeah, you know, yeah. Whatever. So long. Let alone title. that that first one. Um, but like I do listen to like their first two albums like a lot now, mm-hmm. and then that's but, the like, stuff where they're heavy, right? Yeah. They're they're deathcore before deathcore was a solid thing. Yeah, like that first album. Because I remember you telling me that, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Not yeah um, Pray for plagues. <laughs> I I don't know. I, just, I still get down to. Okay. It. I still get down to that song. The album's called Count Your Blessings. Yeah. 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 It's got. Kind of, I always. I, a lot of people hate on that album. Are like, I like it because it doesn't look like a metal album. It's a fucking kid at, a, at an aquarium or something like yeah. that, right? Yeah. It's crazy. Like some of the the bands, especially bands that start out when they're young, you know, like you could, you know, when you're younger, it could just be like, okay, like we have to do. Well, not really. We have to, but you're kind of probably more into what's the new thing at that time. And then as you go on, like, that's when you really start to figure out what you really want to play. Yeah. yeah. You know, and and sometimes it changes and sometimes it doesn't, you know. Um, and then there's sometimes that real creative shit comes out. And that's when you have someone like Bring Me the Horizon where they're like, you know, well, we're going to fucking do shit like no one else even fucking does. And it's barely even fucking guitar at all. Like, you know, and it's just this whole different fucking thing. And, well, I mean, dude, honestly, like a day to remember. Like, I don't. I can't think of another band that really just, as much as these guys did, really fucking mixed metalcore with pop punk, dude. Oh, absolutely. You know, and um, it's just, they got on that fucking thing of like, well, we like this. I mean, I like peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. I like chocolate. Let's see what happens <laughs> when we put them together. No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah what happens? Um, yeah. 
Oliver Sykes, the lead singer for Bring Horizon, has said that, well, because they're also, they're a band that they've had pretty much the exact same people in it since, like, Suicide Season, their mm-hmm. second album. Oh, really? Yeah, they oh. have not changed, like, at all, um, as far as, like, people in the band. But he said that, like, they legit wanted to do what Ammo is since the beginning. It just, it was so unpopular to do that. Like, the whole deathcore thing was what was popular. Like, that's how you would make it. So they were well, like, yeah, oh, we'll do yeah. this. And then eventually, you can see them start being like, oh, we can we can start pushing it a little bit to get towards where we want to be. And then now they say that they're finally where they want trippy, to be. Trippy, dude. Like, yeah, there's so there's a lot of that, too, where it's like, you just need to get your foot in the door. Yeah. You know, like, we yeah. got to do what's happening now. Because I think there's, like, a lot of glam bands like that, too, that they really didn't want to be teasing their hair and and putting on makeup or or having these elaborate outfits and stuff they just wanted to be a fucking rock band yeah what's that band nitro nitro yeah yeah because that was their whole mission statement in their uh, gofundme yeah there was like a lot of those where it's like well i mean we got to play the game yeah you know you got to play the game and then eventually and and back then it was a little bit different though it was a little bit harder because you had to sign these like you know five album deals and stuff yeah. like that yeah so now you're trapped right and, and it's like okay you know we just got to write it out and that's why like some of those bands you know when you get later in their career they're almost doing more like you know less glam more like hard rock almost like fucking r&b hard rock mellow yeah like stuff. bon jovi Bon Jovi's one. Yeah. I don't know if that's what they were trying to do, but like Bon Jovi, it's that style. Like Bon Jovi are like really late bad company, late fucking journey, you know, like that sort of thing. There's, a, there's, I'm trying to think. I, I can't remember nothing. Um, nothing really comes to mind right now, like off the top of my head, but like you can look them up. Like there was a lot of those where it was like, that's just what they had to do to fucking get, like to get their juice. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, but that's not really what they wanted to do. And, to some degree, it's like, well, are they selling their soul? And it's like, well, not if you can get to where you're going, where you wanted to go. Yeah. You know, if you get where you wanted to go, it's like, yeah, I mean, you had to sell a little bit of it. But, like, you're, you're it's just that you got to play the fucking game, man. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, sometimes you have to take the shitty job to get to the nice job. Yeah. You know, and it's like, that's kind of what they're doing. In a sense, I actually really fucking have a lot of respect for someone like that because that's a true, like, that's really, like, I mean, hardcore, like, those dudes really wanted to do it yeah, because yeah. they really fucking walked through shit. I mean, especially if you didn't even like glam stuff. I can't even imagine playing music. I don't even really dig. Oh, I mean, I, I, I probably most of them were cool with it. Like, okay, yeah. like this. I don't want to play this, but I don't hate it. Yeah, I just realized another example: Pantera. Like, yeah, that's another one. Holy shit! Literally, how did we? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I just bring up one more thing Avenged Sevenfold dude they they jumped on the metalcore bandwagon because they A they needed a scene to really plant their flag in because that you know metal metal wasn't a thing at that time again just yet but B also because they say their chops weren't up to par yet and they that's what they kind of did on those first two albums was kind of hone to where they're at now granted I only like those first two albums and I don't particularly care for everything that came after but obviously they've had a huge audience since to the point where they're headlining over Rob Zombie and Alice in Chains, so they're doing something right. So if that's what they're going for, good on them. Yeah, the song they did for um, Call of Duty Black Ops Zombies is still. I, I heard that was them kind of returning to those roots or whatever. Yeah, I, I I heard I it once, but I don't song. remember it much. Well, but... they've done they've done a couple Call of Duty songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, my number two. The, the title is apparently, this is another one of those ones where I just thought it was some random thing. And then again, I like to pride myself on 
really obscure references and even these things that they do just outclass me every time. So the name of this is Mr. Highway's Thinking About the End or something like that. Nice. Like, apparently it's from that movie The Good Son. I never saw that, but it's the one where Macaulay Culkin is like evil, evil little, kid. Yeah, sociopath kid and Elijah Woods his like friend or brother or something. Anyways. So this is the one that I'm just like, this is the Acacia Strain one, right? Because it sounds like the Acacia Strain. Uh, yeah. And then Vincent was on the other song, and I was like, oh, all right. Like, straight up, it sounds like Speculator. It sounds like the the last part on 3750. Like, it's Acacia Strain with, like, a catchy chorus. Like, like sold. Like, classic Acacia Strain, I should say. So another one. I'm pretty sure I saw them play it live. So that's a good thing about seeing them on Homesick, dude. I got to see them play a bunch of Homesick stuff. But, like, yeah, it's just heavy, man. It's not, like, brutal heavy either. Like, like... It's not like second sucks. It's just like, it's moshy, but it's still melodic, you know? Do that fucking will we ever, yeah. will we ever yeah. get, get the vocal what harmonies. we deserve. Yeah, man. That's, it's, a, it's just a solid-ass song. Oh, man. It's so fucking good, dude. Yeah. I, I fucking still, love it. I still can't believe I didn't like that the first couple times. I can I see it being it. an acquired taste. Well, is it, it's like so different from the rest of Homesick, too. That might be... No, no, okay. I was going to say the heaviest song, but no, there's others. But it's, like, very consistently heavy. Compa- Is this the one that has... You've done that, like, three times I now. And I've been waiting for it to hurt, so... <laughs> it's getting more so each time. Uh... Is this the one that has like the fucking like the fucking verse like, riff? Is it like either that or uh, let's see pre-chorus? Yeah, it is the one. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's got the disrespecter surroundings, which became the huge mosh oh, call yeah. for you know. It's also got you won't make it out alive in the bridge part. Yeah, yeah. Like, That's the part I like. You won't make yeah. it out alive. <laughs> Why did you get Vincent on this song, dude? <laughs> Oh, Come dude, on. that would definitely make sense. Yeah, well, whatever. Maybe that's the part of the problem there. Didn't this is one, like, you. this is one I didn't really. Well, I mean, I paid attention to it, but like, I really didn't fully like. I, I because I get the disrespect your surroundings and the you won't make it out alive. I thought that was two separate songs, mm-hmm. and then when I would hear it at the gym a lot, especially at Self Made, because I could only play certain metal bands. Before people freak out and fucking change it, yeah. And this was one that I was able to fucking play like in the day, and it and it was you know when there wasn't as many people in there, yeah. Because like Lincoln and this guy fucking Conrad really fucking liked the band, so they were totally fucking cool with it. And it was that's usually cool. like you know probably us three and maybe one other trainer in there, and that's when I would really like, oh, I would hear the part and I'd run over to the fucking iPad and like what okay. You know, because I, for some reason, I always thought it was two different songs. So I was like, oh wait, no, this is all in the same song. Like, fuck yeah, like. Yeah, it is kind of like a fucking Acacia Strain with a fucking really pretty chorus. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know. They say it's the heaviest song they've ever written. Hmm. That's like... That's, I can see that. Yeah, just with the... How, yeah. how they, like, announce it is the heaviest... I think he literally said, like, this is the heaviest shit we've ever written. And it, like, goes right into it. Wow. Party. Yeah. Heaviest... Well, I mean, yeah. Maybe consistency-wise. I don't know. I mean, it just depends on what you consider heavy. I mean, That's true because too. that, I mean, he does scream like quite a bit. It does have the fucking big ringing fucking chords on that fucking breakdown. Like, mm-hmm. 
But yeah, the only real singy parts are the choruses, huh? Yeah, that's. Um, I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, and yeah. I mean, he's screaming pretty fucking heavy on there. So yeah, I guess I could see that. It's not necessarily the fastest heaviest, but like the, just the, the chuggy heaviest yeah. probably. Yeah, I could yeah. see that. Yeah, solid innings, man. On that note, it is time for number one. Number one. Uh, so I was seeing this girl and. It was pretty toxic. We were not good for each other, dude. I can't okay. So it's weird. If anybody's ever been like it been with somebody like it's like you're so good together, but you're so bad together too. Like it's like fuck man. Like it's why did that not fucking happen? You know what I mean? It's like I don't know. It's a Bon Jovi song. It doesn't matter why now. But like the thing is like it that was probably the first time I ever felt that, I guess. Like it was just like, man, like everything's so awesome but so shitty at the same time. I was like, fuck. Mm -hmm. And so at the time, like, so we basically fucking, like, we break up. Well, I mean, kind of. I guess we didn't fully, we didn't fully break up for, like, quite a while. Like, but I did fucking move. I, I moved here. And it was kind of like for the first little while I was here, man. Like, I didn't really know what was going on. I'm like, are we together? Are we not? Like, um, we met up, like, right before I left or whatever. And I won't get any details. But, like, by all rights, I should have been like, okay, dude, it's over. You know, but me and, you know, monkey brain, oh no, there's still a fucking chance that we're together, like, ooh, you know. So, this one's kind of like a, a big, like, it's it's another one of those kind of like fuck you songs, but it's like a real, kind of like a subtle fuck you song. Not so much like Better Off This Way, but that's pretty blatant, but like, mm-hmm. it's If I Leave from the Hourglass album. I just really like the fucking, you know, If I Leave, Bet You Wish I'd Stay, Make You Regret All the Things You Said to Me, like... I really like that part, and then it's like, oh yeah, if I leave, I shall move away and try to right all the wrongs we have ever made. Won't let your problems weigh me down if I leave, if I leave this way. And it was basically, it's just like, you know what, I'm fucking out of here, and you know what, when I get to wherever the fuck I'm going, I'm going to make everything fucking better. Like, I'm not doing this again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I felt at the time. The whole time I lived here, when I first moved, like, lived here, before I really fucking got over the whole situation... This was kind of like the little small little fucking anthemy type thing that I had. And it's super fucking catchy. It's very pop punky. Like I was I guess it's kind of surprising probably to anybody listening or anybody that I would tell this that like I do pick one of the pop or the one of the punkier songs cuz that's not really my vibe a lot most of the time. You know, and and because these guys do have plenty of stuff that's more of a fucking metal vibe or a hardcore vibe, but like, given what this song means, like, lyrically to me and, like, how it fucking made me feel or whatever, it's like, yeah, dude, it's my number one. It's been my number one for a while. Um, probably since then. And I listened to it before that. It's just when all that when that happened and I did actually leave, <laughs> you know, I did what the fucking song said. Like, all, the, all of a sudden it was like, oh, this just took on a yeah, whole yeah. new fucking meaning. It's a whole, <laughs> whole other click. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was just like, yeah. <laughs> Really jumped into number one at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, and because I think probably prior to this, my number one was probably my number three. You know, I made a wax, Larry. Like, that was probably my number one, you know, before that. Right. Before I drove for Uber and before I moved here. So it was like those two things. Like, like I said, nothing, this is one of those bands where nothing really drops off your list or drops down your list. It's just certain things come up the list a little bit more. As you listen to the music and events in your life just kind of like start to happen around you and this becomes a soundtrack to things and you feel what you feel. And like I said, man, 
they don't have to have the lyrics that make you feel certain things, man. The way that they write their music and the melody lines that they use make you fucking feel something. Mm -hmm. At the same time, they somehow managed to fucking tap into, we're going to make you feel something and we're going to force you to move. You know, without being like a groove metal band. Like, yeah. you know, it's just like, fuck, it's so fucking good. Um, I don't really have much more to say, like, unless you guys have something you want to speak on or whatever. Uh, we can go directly to Bones, number one. Um, before I say my thing, I'm going to say that If I Leave is one of, like, what I consider, like, the, the three from the Hourglass album. Um, <laughs> is that the new hashtag? That are just, yeah. like, the... Cause like there's there's the other songs that I really like, but these are it's it's complicated. Better off this way. And if I leave, are like the three like, those are like the ones that no no matter what are always gonna get like stuck in my head if I listen right, to right. Kind of like the standouts. It's like those three. Okay, and then my number one is the first song I ever heard of theirs, which is "You Should Have Killed Me When You Had the Chance." It's off their first album. Nice. Isn't on two albums. I think they like redid it because they redid it for like the reissue, and they also oh, is it just reissue only? I think they get murky at some points. Let's see. I don't remember because I never heard this song until you told me. I remember you talking about it like a couple years ago, three years ago or something. Um, Well, I mean, I'd heard it, but I just never really listened to it. Yeah, this is the other song they re-recorded. Not just like for what they called old record, but they re-recorded for the re-release for those on for those who have heart. Yeah, so this song is like, it's got like a little bit of a heavy part, like right in the middle. It's pretty short. It's like the ending of it is really fun. I don't know, it's just, this song is it's the one that stuck in my head. It's the one that got me into them. So whenever I hear this song, I always just think about like, I always just go back to like when I first heard Data Member or something. It just always makes me like super like happy to hear it and stuff. I gotta look up like the exact lyrics before I can get to the part that I'm talking about. But like, it's just a fun song and it's... Oh, so, okay, this is the part that got stuck in my head, because I couldn't remember when I was telling the story. The part that, like, just was stuck in my head when I was playing Madden, and I had no idea what song it was from. I was like, what? What is this? It's, like, right after, like, the first, like, little thing. It's, like, it's the only thing that's going to bother me is that you all, is that you will all call yourselves my friends. And just the way it's, like, I can't. The only thing that's going to bother me is that you all call yourselves my friends. Kind of like that. I don't know. I can't remember right now. But this whole song... The writing is on the wall. You've read that I'll be gone. But if you call my name, just know that I'll come running. And it's like, I don't know. Just for me, like, I was like, when I heard, like, this song, like, when I really went and listened to it, I was like, ooh, I just, I just love it so much. And the part at the end was like, I walked into your house this morning. I brought the gun from our end table. And it's like, I have no idea what, like, half this song is saying. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. But Fair enough. It's... That and it just sounds cool. You should have killed me when you had the chance. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's that's easily some line from some movie, or it could be a parody of a. Line oh, that's from probably some a lot. Like, like lines from a lot of movies. I mean, that's some like, that's like, it's just a fucking hard thing to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's fucking hard, dude. Uh, the, like the you should have killed me when you had a chance. The one that comes to Throw mind. Throw bitch on the end of it. Like yeah. fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> the one that comes to mind is Die Hard, but it's not the same line. It's next time you have the chance to kill somebody, yeah. do it right before he does, and then he goes. Uh. Thanks for the advice. And then they yeah. repeat it and they... I mean, that's... There's something to be said about the first... I, I Not not necessarily the first song you hear of a band, but, like, the first song of a band that you liked. Mm-hmm. Like, the first one you really liked. Yeah. A lot of times, man, it's hard to get past that one as, as your favorite because especially if all of a sudden you really fucking love the band. 
You know, like it's very difficult because there's something about finding a new band and, and, and having that first song that really grabs you that it's just, there's something so fucking like magic about that shit. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's just awesome fucking feeling, man. Of just like, holy fuck. Or, or even when a band clicks for you. Yeah. You never forget your first. I always say Yeah, even something like that, where it's just like, you've been listening to it for years, but all of a sudden it just clicks. And now it's like, Oh, this is the shit. Same thing. Another thing about this is like one, like, so obviously this managed it to like flourish. Like then I listened to like 1958 and heartless. And then I heard you had me at hello. That one also is kind of like, I feel like I've heard this before. But, and then that went to If It Means A Lot To You, and then it just went on from there. But I remember when I was like, when I was like, oh, I really like this. And I was like, oh, and I still have like four more albums to listen to. <laughs> oh, dude, I was man. like, I'm not going to like it. This is going to take me a while. Yeah. And I was like, sweet. Like, I'm not going to get like tired of it because there's so much different stuff. And then, uh, and then I just. I yeah, that's it. another bonus too. When you like, all of a sudden you find it. You, There's you just, more. You it's find like, a new band and like they have a bunch of stuff. It's, it's like, like hell a, yeah. It's like finding a new TV show. Yeah, Honestly, dude, and you, you can just binge like, it. You're just like, okay, I'm just gonna binge all six seasons. They all have yeah. 20 episodes, 45 minutes long, and it's like. <laughs> yeah, because it's a bummer when you find a cool fucking kick-ass TV show and it's literally the one season. You're like, fuck. Oh, now it's like, ah, yeah. oh, now I gotta wait every. Isn't that like what happened to you with Game of Thrones? Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, Game of Thrones. I watched the. F I it was on season three. Like season three was over when I started watching it, and I thought it was over. Like I, th well, no, it was on se season four. So I downloaded one through four. And I thought it was done. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll just binge this shit. And then I, I, I mean, it's getting, you know, painfully obvious as I'm watching season four that this shit is not going to be able to wrap up. And I'm like, fuck, don't do this to me. Same thing happened to Vikings. I thought it was one season and I found out it kept going. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. You know, so, but I, I tend to find a lot of bands, a lot of new bands. And yeah, they only have like one album. Or dude, in fact, some of those fucking deathcore bands, like the Slam and Brutal Death bands I listen to, they have like an EP. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. It's like fuck, dude. Like, That's... come on, like, you know. And then they break up like before their album comes out. It's just like, god damn it. Sometimes though, man, that's some some sometimes that seems like it works for the better. Yeah, sometimes it's you know? sometimes it's yeah. better off that way. <laughs> Project X <laughs> only had one way. EP uh, up until a few years ago. Burn only had one EP. Uh, before Zach De La Roca moved on to Rage Against the Machine, Inside Out only put out one EP that's legendary, and that's where they got the name of Rage Against the Machine, is that was going to be a song off the follow-up that never happened. Um, sometimes it just works better for the mystique, you know? And then yeah, sometimes true. it'll be like they release two things, and you see why they stopped after the second is just because they, you know... Yeah, yeah, it's going nowhere fast. <laughs> that Elijah band who started out Deathcore, and then they tried to be like a... A Dillinger's, not Dillinger, Converge and Zayo type like metalcore band instead, and just everybody just totally gone. Sorry, one of those dudes is in Bad Wolves now. He's fine. So uh, don't worry about that guy. Yeah, yeah, but you know it, it happens. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Delos number one. Alrighty. One, one. So first off, awesome title, holding it down for the underground. Fucking. Hey. Of course, all our shit's gonna be mostly off of Homesick, right? Oddly enough, mine wasn't, and neither was. But I mean, my, I mean. Yeah, but I, I mean, like two, just overall. I'm covering two albums, yeah. I guess. Yeah, oh, I the, just the saw overall that. I'm like, arch. Fuck. I was like, nobody has anything like off. It Bad just happened again. Nobody even had anything off Common Courtesy. I just realized. But I just feel I listened oh, I to it last night. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he somebody. had that one. I had like a, a, a 
two honorable mentions from it. So yeah, and I listened to it again last night. It's a good album. It just you know overshadowing is overshadowing, right? But yeah, dude, I, I just remember like like even amongst all these other things we talked about that are great. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned uh, Downfall of Us All because somebody had to. Just like <laughs> there's so many goddamn good songs on this album that I'm just like. You know what I mean? Like, like, how do I even pick? But this one's always been my number one. This one just hit me in the right way. Lyrically, I couldn't tell you what it's about. Apparently, they'll be okay, based on the fact that they say that a lot. Yeah. It's just got a good melody, man. Like, even the way it starts with that... And, like, like the little octave chord thing. Oh, dude, it's totally, like... Especially the intro. Mm-hmm. You know, it's definitely, like, a fucking 1999 pop-punk kind of intro yeah which makes it work so hard in like 2009 yeah at the time when it came out or 2008 yeah. or whenever it was yeah um like 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 the chug the little chug and harmonized guitar parts in the chorus or the verses i should say uh it probably has a sick bridge i can't even think of what it is right now just because all the oh wait okay it gets a little moshy in the bridge right i th- this song to me is very underrated now, this is another one that I'm trying to flash back because it's been 10 years. I'm trying to remember if they played it or not. I so it's weird because I keep thinking this was the one I listened to the least off of Homesick, but actually now that I'm looking at the track list, Homesick is the one I listened to the least, <laughs> which so is funny. weird. I, it's it's true for me, though. Is it? Too, so. You too? Yeah, So because I do listen to this one quite a bit. This is also the one where he says something like, have faith in me, right? No, that's have faith in me. Yeah, that's no, that, no. Yeah. But there's a there's oh, does a line he say in this song. In this? I have no idea. I was uh, say let's see. Have faith Let me in look me. at the lyrics real quick. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I because I always thought it was really weird that he says that, but they have that they have that song later. Yeah. Let me look it up real it's quick. A, it's a callback. That's there's something with Beartooth like that off their first album. They have a song called In Between, and then the lines and in the lines they say In Between the Lines. Mm-hmm. And then I always get mixed up. Maybe they're just really... It's kind of like you listen to Thrice and he has like every every third song or so he'll say something about closing your eyes or something like that. Like I just like the fucking, like the come on, you know, come on, come on. Yeah. You know this isn't what we planned on. Mm-hmm. Come on, come on, you know we'll be okay. Yeah, and then the gang like, vocals with the we'll be okay. Yeah, we'll okay. be okay. Yeah. Maybe this isn't the song that he says it. It must be a different one. But there's a song on this album... <laughs> Maybe it's another song about the weekend. There's there's a song on this album where he says something about having faith in me, and I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. Maybe he's just keeping with the. Uh, Mike, did you just thing. write a whole song based off of one of your lyrics? <laughs> just like, oh, I should use that again. Or I something. Mean, it worked. People called in, were like, hey, can you elaborate, please? Mm-hmm. Elaborate. <laughs> no, can you give us more about that? Like, but yeah, that's yeah. It's it's uh, another song about the weekend. It's like, and I can see, it's, I, I fell asleep with the, I, you know, it's in the chorus. I fell asleep with the lights on, I can see what the first one in a long time that had some faith in me. Have faith in me, tell my friends we won't be long. Yeah, so they plagiarize themselves. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yours is, <laughs> ours is. It's like ours is, ours is. Yeah, yeah, ours yeah, is, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> Just repeat that part, yeah. Shout no, out that's... Lorenzo from Sworn Enemy. Oh, uh, yeah. I Formerly. mean, no. Yeah, fucking holding it down for the... Like I said, like... And dude, again, I listen to the song Homesick. It's just the song I listen to the least. Yeah. And fuck, man. The whole fucking album. It's hard to top. Oh, dude. Yeah, man. It's crazy. One of the things I remember was in eighth grade, I remember I was listening. I had my, I had like my headphones in. I'm listening to music. And I, it was holding it down for the underground that I was playing. And I remember I've been listening to it. And this kid 
walks up to me. His name is Damien. And he was like, you know, he's like a hardcore, like, rap guy. It's like all he listens to. And he walks up and he was like, yo, bro, like, what are you listening to? And I was like, I showed him it. And he's like, I don't know what that is. I was like, okay. And he's like, can I like put your thing in? I was like, okay. And I put it in. It was like on, it was like in one of like the, the moshier, heavier parts in it. And he just goes, oh, you listen to that? <laughs> and he like, he looked all like shocked and stuff. And I just was like, yeah. And he's just like, okay. This is also the same person where we had a weird song contest where he was like, I'll show you a weird song if you show me a weird, like the weirdest song you know. I was like, okay. Oh, that's a fun game. And I did yeah. Date Rape by Sublime. Hmm. <laughs> and I remember oh he was he God, was listening dude. to it and he just was like, what? <laughs> like, Jesus, dude. <laughs> wait, wait, yeah, what's that counterpoint after that? <laughs> <laughs> he showed me this Boogeyman song. It wasn't even that weird. Oh, um, man. Right, relatively that's speaking. fucked up, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Corrupting kids at your school. Yeah, you know, it's funny, not too dissimilar. I was reading a story about how they wanted to collaborate with Rick Ross on a song, and apparently, like, he heard something, and, or, and so his immediate go to was, Are these guys Satanists to whoever was introducing to the song? And apparently, the guy said yes, so he refused to. Weird. Yes. Hold that, hold that thought real quick. I gotta see something. That's our episode on our top five A Day to Remember songs. Mm hmm. As we close out every time, if we can, we like to show you what uh, Spotify says is the top ten. And it's a little weird because the numbers are all out of order, but it's okay. We're going to make this happen. Tenth most listened to is Resentment with 3.6 million. You know, makes sense. It's the new single. After that, actually, is Degenerates with 7.8 mil. God, and like it's like they're fucking new shit, and they're like right off the bat 7 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? God damn. And not too far off from that, at 32, almost 33 mil, you got Rescue Me, which is their collaboration with Marshmallow. Which I have to say is a lot better live. I can imagine, like, like I'm watching that. <laughs> did you watch the video? Yeah, like, I did. You're just like, there's not, they're not actually playing anything right there, man. Yeah. Come on. Live, it's so much better than okay. there, though. So I would have to assume he's not there for it, or like they, maybe they'll put him up on a video screen or something and be like, look, that's Marshmallow. Well, he did. It, it yeah, was more guitar oriented, like, right? Like more. Yeah, you, because you can't hear the keyboard as much. I mean, like they obviously they had like what Marshmallow did, like playing on the speakers, but like then there was what they were playing mm. actually, and okay. so like the the breakdown slash beat drop whichever side you're looking at it as um it's just all guitar when it's live and it's mm. it's a lot better that's the one that they had like the, all the beach balls out for okay i could see that a pretty fun song though that's cool after that we got i'm made of wax larry what are you made of at 43 almost 44 mil which actually that seems kind of low on the list but okay uh after that have faith in me at 51.5 mil then we got is it yeah okay then we got Paranoia off of Bad Vibrations, almost at 54 mil. Then we got All Signs Point to Fort, or to Lauderdale. I keep wanting to say f Fort, but maybe that's just how they do it in, you know, in Florida. At 63.6 uh, mil. Then we have All I Want off of the same, you know, again, Hourglass, as we're calling it, at 78.4. God damn, I'm getting into these numbers. I'm like, holy crap, dude, we're in the... We're in the double digits of the millions now. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, dude. Just uh, a little below that. Downfall of us all at 78.9. Almost 79 mil. And then, yeah, man, their biggest one by far and away. If it means a lot to you, off Homesick, the closer. The acoustic ballad number at 118.9, million.9, almost 119. By far and away. I'm wondering if that's just one of those... Um, 
you know, playlist things. Or if it's just, like, back in the day where it's just, like, I just bought the, you know, back in when you had to do this. Like, I only bought the album for this one song. You know? I bet there's probably yeah. a lot of people that that's, like, the only song yeah. they like Everybody or buying the Black album just for all, uh, you know, nothing or, else and matters. And they, they put that song in a playlist or something. That's the only, you know, because, I mean, it's just that kind of a song where it's, yeah. like, it's such a good single that it's like, yeah, people that don't even listen to this kind of music will listen to that song. Like, mm-hmm. it's amazing, dude. Like, 120 million almost, dude. Like, yeah. fuck. They're doing something, right? For for what, for what the type of music that they play. Like, yeah. that's the thing that kills me. It's just like, wow, dude. Like, it's fucking outstanding. Yeah, good on them. More power to them. Looking forward to seeing what that new record brings. It was supposed to be out by now, but they delayed the release because they want to work on it a little more. So we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I like what I've heard so far. It'll be interesting also because they're on Fueled by Ramen now. After yeah. after coming off of Victory, being able to release albums but under their own record thing, and I was thinking about this, how many times have you heard about bands releasing their own stuff and being like, yeah, we're going to keep doing this? Like, It usually doesn't last very long. Well, because you have to do all the work. Yeah. Like, that's the big thing. It's like your passion isn't fucking running a label. Your passion is performing music. Like, yeah. It's 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 because you have to do all your marketing. You have to do, mm-hmm. and it's like either that or you have to hire people. And if you yeah. hire people, then it's like now you're one responsible for more people, which you already are anyway. Yeah. But for two, you know, that's you know more money you got to throw down. It just becomes a bigger venture than really you want to have happen. So, mm-hmm. yeah, dude, I could see where a lot of bands at first it's like, oh, we'll just do it ourselves, and then after a while it's just like, okay, dude, fuck yeah. this. Like, Having said all that. Props on them for landing two records on their own in the Billboard or Billboard Top 40. Oh yeah, dude, for sure. That's monumental, like, dude. Huge. Yeah, so we'll hopefully see if this uh, fueled by ramen thing is a good move for them, and I wish them all the best. Hit us up with your favorite top five a day to remember songs. Hit us up with whatever, man. We're down to talk. Hit us up on all the socials. I'm at yes, it is I David on everything. Jason's at Jason Fitness on IG and. Jason Ten Smith at on Twitter, but I'm mostly just on our Twitter, which is Metalist Pod. Mm-hmm. Everything else is Metalist Podcast. Rate, review, and subscribe. Tell all your friends. Thanks for everything. Hope to catch you again soon. Thanks for joining us, Romeo. We'll have to try to get this in again before you take off. Uh, thanks, Bones. Until then, go listen to the cover of Over My Head, Cable Car. That too. <laughs> nice. Wait, just wait to wedge that in. Kid just took over. Yeah, yeah. And until then, then, (laughs) eat your veggies. Fuck your prayers. See you then.